Except me. Same conversation. Same conversation. Same damn thing. Yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to the Whistling in the Dark podcast. (coughs) Once again, I am your host, Patrick Bradley, coming to you live on a recording from Atlanta, Georgia. And today is episode 50, a bit of a milestone. Uh, And today is Sunday, January 28th, 2020. So the amount of news that I find interesting to cover is coming at, you know, I've gotten back to keeping little notes started using an app called Standard Notes, which does uh, an immaculate job of keeping them consistent across devices. So I have 16 different notes. Um, Any one of them would probably be a 30 minute, you know, if I wanted to go into it. Uh, I'm not even sure how I'm going to approach it right now. I'm surely not going to be talking about all of them. But when it started off, somebody caught a conversation between Nick Sarwalk, um, he is the chair of the Libertarian Party and Taleb Kweli. Oh, hi, Taweeb. Oh, hey, Taweeb. You want to play a game? I'll dart. I buy with my little eye, dumping the dodge with an R. A racist. Good job, Taweeb. <laughs> You're doing. I spy with my little eye, dumping the thoughts with an M. Nazi. Okay, Talib. Ooh, I got a good one. I spy with my little eye something that starts with an N. Nazi. Nazi. Racist. <laughs> Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> Super random pictures of like clowns and Ooh, kangaroos. Ooh, that was fun to weeb. Do you want to join the Libertarian Party and be my best friend? No, you're a racist Nazi. Bam, Ooh, I bam, love you to win. And that's the moral of the story. So, yeah, Nick Sarwalk is a chump. A chump of epic proportions. Um, he still somehow is trying to go after people like Tom Woods and Dave Smith and calling them white supremacists. And uh, But he will never... Out left the left, and you know, he's a chump. So, where do we start? Where do we start? Uh, the NASCAR noose, and we can do that really quick. Let's do it off of a
NASCAR, but this is ESPN, so it's an interesting, uh, you know, source that I don't normally go with. <clears throat> NASCAR releases image of noose found in Bubba Wallace's garage, says the concern was real. NASCAR on Thursday completed its investigation in the garage pull rope formed as a noose that was found in Bubba Watts Wallace's garage at Talladega Super Speedway on Sunday. The president's, President Stephen Phelps saying the noose was real and our initial reaction was to protect our driver. Um, so, you know, I don't know anything, but uh, above is the uncropped photo provided by NASCAR of the noose that was found I, I don't know why they keep referring to it. Um, given the facts presented to us, so they're they're basically just covering their ass, saying that they aren't like, you know, perpetuating some like environment of of racial strife um, or you know fomenting more hate uh, by doing this. So you know they're covering their ass. Given the facts presented to us, we would have pursued, pursued this with the same sense of urgency and purpose, Phelps said on Thursday. <clears throat> Upon learning of seeing the news, our initial reaction was to protect our driver. We are living in a highly charged emotional time. What we saw was a symbol of hate and was only present in one area of the garage, that of the 43 car of Bubba Wallace. In hindsight, we should have, I should have, used the word alleged in our statement. As you can see from the photo, the noose was real, as was our concern for Bubba. With with similar emotion, others across our industry and our media stood up to defend NASCAR family uh, because they are part of the NASCAR family. We're proud to see so many stand up. Wallace, NASCAR's only black full-time driver, and I believe he's half black i think he's uh biracial he's got like uh one white parent one black parent not that that apparently matters um told espn's first take that he was thankful that the noose wasn't intended for him but he didn't think the ensuing investigation was an overreaction that's cool but and i'm not gonna go look for it but he definitely doubled down on this after the fbi you know said that this is not um, this is not a noose or whatever. That's just a pull rope, pull rope that's in all these, um, <clears throat> all these you know uh, garage doors. Uh, for some reason, he continued to double down. Uh, I, I I heard him say that. So I guess now he's decided, uh, you know, whatever, and. NASCAR heads this weekend to Pocono Raceway, Pennsylvania, which actually was owned or operated or something by a very good old friend of mine's uncle. I never was there, though. Increased security around Wallace, who has received death threats and been accused of perpetrating a hoax, which, after the FBI said that, that it's just a pull rope and it's not, there's nothing here, he doubled down. So he was perpetuating a lie perpetuating you know maybe it's not a hoax but it certainly wasn't fucking true and he knew it but he you know he kept it whatever you want to call it um i'm sure all of these death threats weren't specifying we are threatening your life because you are perpetuating a hoax specifically 
not any other type of lying or misleading or trying to capitalize no a hoax specifically so anywho um and you know obviously the similarities between Jussie Smollett, which actually I can't even remember what wound up happening. Like, I don't think he wound up getting in any any sort of trouble uh, about that. Or I think it was found that it was set up. Or maybe maybe the end was like it was kind of not like concluded. Um, maybe the case was thrown out. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? It wasn't real. That was the that was the point. And this this uh, Bubba Wallace thing. It was you know. I, you know, whatever. I don't have a lot of hope. Never forget that. But I will say it does seem, you know, to some extent, at least, there's a portion of the population that <clears throat> instantly, you know, called foul on this. I'm just saying, like, wait, what? Like, what is that? I mean, what? what hanging a noose... You know, they were saying nooses were hung in trees and then that in Oakland and some guy was like, no, like I, I put them there for like swings or whatever, you know, um, and uh, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, um, maybe. Maybe, just maybe, <laughs> we uh, are waking up a tiny bit. That there was certainly a portion of the populace. But there's a portion of the, there's probably an equal part of the populace that still thinks that Jesse Smollett was actually attacked and that Bubba Wallace was targeted. <clears throat> so, the next thing on the list is Spies and Commandos uh, were warned months ago of Russian bounties on troops. The recovery of large amounts of American cash at a Taliban outpost in Afghanistan helped tip off U.S. officials. United States intelligence officers and special operations forces in Afghanistan alerted their superiors as early as January to a suspected Russian plot to pay bounties to the Taliban to kill American troops in Afghanistan, according to the officials briefed on the matter. The crucial information that led the spies and commandos to focus on the bounties included the recovery of a large amount of American cash from a raid on a Taliban outpost that prompted suspicions. So I don't know why they were paying them in, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not sure why they were, would having American cash would make you suspicious of the Russians, but whatever. We'll see uh, suspicions. Interrogations of captured militants and criminals played a central role in making the intelligence community confident in its assess assessment that Russians had ordered to pay bounties in 2009, another official has said. Armed with the information, military intelligence officials have been reviewing American and coalition combat casualties since 
early last year to determine whether there were any victims of the plot. Four Americans were killed in combat early in 2020, but the Taliban have not attacked American positions since a February agreement, then the long-running war in Afghanistan. The details added to the picture of the classified intelligence assessment, which the New York Times reported Friday, has been under discussion inside the Trump administration since at least March, and emerged as the White House confronted growing chorus of criticism Sunday over its apparent failure to authorize a response to Russia. Mr. Trump defended himself by denying the Times report that he had been briefed on intelligence expanding on a similar White House rebuttal a day earlier. But leading, leading, but leading congressional Democrats and some Republicans demand a response to Russia that, according to officials, the administration is yet to authorize. The president needs to immediately expose and handle this and stop Russia's shadow war. Representative Adam Kinzinger, Republican of Illinois and member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, wrote on Twitter. So remember that name. You ever hear Adam Kinzinger? Remember, this is a fucking piece of shit monster that wants to kill more people to line his own pockets. Because, right, I mean, there hasn't been a single American killed since February. I mean, what's all this about, right? They, The fucking deep state doesn't want us to pull out of uh, Afghanistan. And Trump is trying to get him out you know, trying to get the U.S. out of Afghanistan. That was uh, fucking ultra shithead John Bolton's uh, big problem. I think uh, it, uh, I, I, I'm not I'm never going to read his fucking book, but um, his I know two of his big points of contention were not attacking Iran and then trying to negotiate a peace deal with the Taliban uh, was apparently like last straw type shit. So Trump trying to end the fucking endless war that we've been in for almost 20 years now for no fucking reason whatsoever. Uh, but that's the worst thing that this guy could ever do. And, you know, that's the thing. And I, I actually brought this up to uh, some liberal friend of mine, somebody that used to be kind of more libertarian friendly. I remember him like really uh, going after a communist kind of person, um, sort of like a soft minded, but like, you know, very like Marxist friendly, like the idea, oh, equality, you know, like they can't get any deeper than that. But they think, oh, yeah, every, everybody should be equal. And so I'm a communist. It's like, no, it's actually the world and the universe it resides inside a little bit more complicated than you know just one single simple idea like that <clears throat> you know equality you you really got to put context on equality um but yeah i remember it sort of laying out that argument to him as he's like seriously afflicted with trump derangement syndrome has just been going on a tirade of social media posts regarding you know black lives matter and trump and you know all this stuff over the recent weeks and um you know i was saying like hey man like uh and i i think i credit dave smith with uh, most of this wording but um as i'm going to just 
bastardize it and paraphrase it. But the, um, you know, like the reason they did all this, you know, Russian collusion hoax and they never, ever stop, you know, remember the Kurds? How many of your Democrat friends have fucking taken one millisecond out of their life since Trump abandoned the Kurds to check back up on them, see how they're doing, see what's happening over there. None, none. Like it's probably a fraction of 1% of those people that were so upset about the Kurds. You know, oh my God, how are we abandoning them? Who abandoned them faster? You know, who abandoned them more? Like Trump or or those those people? Those people haven't even they haven't the Kurds haven't even fucking entered in their mind. You know, um, but why do all these things keep coming? You know, they all, all these things keep coming at them and from the establishment. I mean, I know that like some, this deep state is, is somehow like a, a, a bad, a bad word. It's like a conspiracy theory. It's like, okay, the fucking establishment, you know, the people that don't get, you know, they don't have to leave office when the president leaves. You know, when Obama left, who are all the people that are still there? And when Trump came in and they're still there now. And then the super deep state, the super establishment are the people that were there when W. Bush was there, you know, and then ultra deep staters were like they were there through all those years and then the Clinton years, too. And I don't know if anybody, you know, is really around beyond that uh probably I mean, i'm sure there's like senators and stuff and sure like senators and whatnot are you know reelected over and over like we you know i think we've elected in my district john lewis seven straight times or at least the district i used to live in i think i moved into a different one now but um you know for all the great great work i mean in the last i'm sure that you know He's just done great things for that section of uh, of Atlanta in the last, you know, 25 years. <clears throat> but the point was to my friend that they, why do you think the establishment is going after Donald Trump? Why do you think they hate him so much? And that, you know, the media outside of Fox News and even Fox News was, you know, took a while to come around. I think once they saw like, oh, shit, this dude's here to stay. And we, you know, we got to think about the the health of the party at, in general. Like we can't just completely divorce ourselves from the president. Um, you know, I think they reluctantly are sort of backing. But you have Republicans, you know, break in stride, whatever. I said, you know, it's not because they think he's a racist like they don't fucking care you know it's not because he he sends like mean tweets uh you know it's none of that it's not it's not even his immigration shit you know what i mean i don't give a fuck about that it's that he's trying to pull out of the middle east and like this guy just you know you can't He's, uh, I mean, he can't hear it. I, I don't know. I mean, I, that's kind of, and this is a specific form of a more general disease. Like Trump derangement syndrome is just, you know, that's a specific type of whatever is the weird ignorance that people get when they lock in, you know, when they, once they've chosen their team, their side or whatever, and they, and now all they do is sort of filter information that supports it. 
but he just, you know, completely dismissed it. Uh, and, you know, and it's like, okay. And I feel like it just kind of got off to something else. It's like, okay, but then what's your, what's your idea? Like, why were they trying to get this guy impeached, impeached, uh, or removed from office before he even fucking started? It wasn't because of stuff he did. It was from like who he was coming in. Like they were already, you know, already on him. And, uh, you know, and say what you want about like, you, you, you know, to some extent, maybe you say, oh, well, it's like the Republicans with Obama, but it's not, it's not like that. It's not nearly to the level. And you did not have the fucking CIA and the FBI colluding together with a, a people from, you know, the Republican Party all to like create some, you know, fake charges to get him impeached. I mean, nothing even close to that happened to Obama. And, you know, this stuff wouldn't have gotten off the ground if it wasn't um, for for the uh, Democrat-controlled uh, House. I think that's what they have. I think it's where you get impeached. You know, and just shows like it's like literally just complete party bullshit, you know. And then I think that like the Republicans that break, you know, from him are just super duper establishment people, you know. Um so anyway, so let's let's keep going here. So, you know, they're turning around, they want us to uh they want us to attack or respond, Russia <laughs> appearing on the ABC program this week, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she has not been briefed on the intelligence assessment and had asked for immediate report from Congress. She accused Mr. Trump of wanting to ignore any charges against Russia. Right. right. Okay. I mean, let's just stop there for a second. This is all alleged right like if, if we even want to um go back to this you know original times report all right i have to like i've never actually signed up for this account i don't know if they're gonna let me Ooh, continue without subscribing. Great. I'm so glad I have a New York Times account now. Uh, okay. So the original story, Russia secretly offered Afghan militants bounties to kill U.S. troops, intelligence says. So um, I guess they're saying now they have... So this is the first article probably would have been better if I read these in article. The Trump administration has been deliberating for months about what to do about a stunning intelligence assessment. American intelligence officials have concluded that a Russian military intelligence unit secretly offered bounties to Taliban linked militants for killing coalition forces in Afghanistan, including targeting American troops amid the peace talks to end the long running war there. 
according to officials briefed on the matter. Um, okay, so American officials have concluded. American intelligence officials have concluded. So what? who are the American intelligence officials? This is just... I mean, this is a technique um, that you see all the time. You know, I used to see, because I used to do this a lot more, like reading through these articles. This is a, a technique, like, that sounds very serious. American intelligence officials have concluded, but you have no idea who they are. They're never named, and it might not be true. Like, you... Who knows, right? I mean, look at, they literally ran years of news cycles all around, you know, all the bullshit around like the Steele dossier and all that stuff. I mean, and it was like, they knew the American officials knew it was BS and they still brought it to the FISA courts. They still got the warrants. They still went to the media and talked about it and, and, and represented it as if it was a real thing. And, the, you know, a lot of people think it is. Like, a lot of people, you know. Certainly everybody with Trump, Trump, Trump derangement syndrome. I remember my friend's big, big counter. Of the, the thing that was so wrong about Trump is how he fires everybody. Well, okay, like who fucking cares if these people get if like the fucking Secretary of Defense gets fired? Like you, you like crying for this guy? Like he's not gonna be able to just go get some cushy ass job with some like fucking defense company? So, uh, and amid okay, the United States concluded months ago that the Russian unit, which had been linked to assassination attempts and other covert operations in Europe intended to destabilize the West or take revenge on turncoats had covertly offered rewards for successful attacks last year. So I'm almost positive. I'm not going to think know what they're talking about. But if I'm not mistaken, this is a sort of disguise or loose reference when they say linked to assassination attempts to more very questionable, if not outright lies. I, I don't know. I have to go, would have to go dig that up. And, and I, it would take a little while to remember, but there was claims that somebody was assassinated in England by like Russian operatives or, Maybe it was an assassination attempt. I, I don't remember what, but, you know, I mean, and I, and I don't believe that that is true, but they're referencing. So it's like, you know, they just build, like they, they've just left the truth so far in the dust and they just lie and then reference their lies and, you know, use, you know, I mean, I swear to God, they must use focus groups to come up with with sentences like American intelligence officials have concluded. Like I, an utterly meaningless sentence. But that really does carry weight. I mean, how many people do you think 
when they read that, including yourself, are just going to breeze over that and it's going to cast this um, kind of legitimate context over this whole article. Like, oh, well, you know, it's American intelligence officials. So this is pretty real. You know, the same people, you know, that have been going after their own president since before he was even um, actually inaugurated. But yeah, they're doing good. And they, you know, have been waging illegal covert wars all over the world for fucking 50 years. But yeah, we we should we should really care what their opinion is. There's there are such straight shooters, the C the CIA, you know? My God. Uh, so they want to de intended to destabilize. I mean, where do they like they so remember the, the other article, like where do they get this information from? Or I, I guess the other like from Taliban they captured, and the Taliban said, uh they're, oh, yeah, they, these operations were intended to destabilize the West or take revenge on turncoats. Oh, they've been linked. Oh, this is another one. This is it. This is another example, right? I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I am in the second paragraph. First sentence of the second paragraph. That's the amount of fucking bullshit that is piled in here. The United States concluded, the United States concluded months ago that Russian, that the Russian unit, the United States, what the fuck does that mean? This is totally meaningless. The United States has concluded. Did you? I mean, what the fuck? There's so, there's like no, I mean, granted I'm early on, maybe they name names later, but I know, you know. Uh, spoiler alert, they don't. Um, the United States concluded months ago that the Russian unit, which had been linked to assassination attempts and other covert operations in Europe, intended to destabilize the West or take revenge on turncoats, had covertly offered rewards for successful attacks last year. <laughs> That's a well, that's a paragraph slash one sentence. The United States concluded months ago that the Russian unit, which, so, all right, so remove the middle part, right? So they're describing the Russian unit. I'm sorry, I mean, this is a, a ridiculous sentence. So this Russian unit, had covertly offered rewards for successful attacks last year. And this Russian unit is the one, according to this article, which has been linked to assassination attempts and other covert operations in Europe intended to destabilize the West or take revenge on turncoats. So, you know, again, a bunch of just gobbledygook, made-up nonsense, no sources, you know, no... and. These are not the people that get the benefit of the doubt, you know? If I think if I just like walked into a room and said all this stuff, like, yo, I, you know, Russians are 
paying Taliban to assassinate um, U.S. troops in Afghanistan. They also tried to assassinate some other, you know, the turncoat thing. That yeah, it, it it's a reference to this other fucking thing that I can't think of. But anyway, um, like you. <laughs> I mean, this is the bombshell. This article, this is the one that fucking tore across Twitter, you know, whatever day this was, a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, to just, and now, like, who? it's the Democrat Warhawks, right? All your fucking, you know, pussy ass, bitch ass Democrat friends, all these fucking social justice warrior liberals that think, that, you know, people of color have this, you know, everything is about them. Boy, do they get fucking mad when we try to stop a war in a country filled with people of color. They can't fucking handle that. And, you know, like, I know that uh, Dave Smith and some people, they, they uh, Woods, Tom Woods and whatnot, they get attacked for being like shills for the right wing or the alt right or whatever because they have such a big alt right audience and you know that's pretty silly but the fact is is like despite some like i mean that you know for instance right is alex jones alt right yeah dude's clearly not a white supremacist you know I mean, the dude's clearly not a Holocaust denier. He's not, you know, in any way anti-black. In no way does he preach some idea that white people are superior. He's a fucking libertarian. I'm not saying he's perfect on the philosophy or anything, but he's all right. You know, I mean, dude, I would take Alex Jones a million times over before Nick fucking sarwalk you know um alex jones just you know he's just fired up man he's just jazzed up but you know so that's an all right guy i guess you know i mean he's trying he's he's backing trump and and uh i mean i get it like i get I, i'm not doing that you know, I'm not voting for Trump and I didn't vote for Trump before. And I don't, you know, I guess Alex Jones th claims to have some more like insider information on what's really going on. You know, I'm not letting conspiracy theories quite drive that much of my life. And, you know, I can sleep at night voting for a libertarian candidate. Um, sure, if there was a Ron Paul on the Republican ticket like I did before, I'm voting. Um, and I think there's also something to be said for infiltrating the Republican party, like the campaign for Liberty used to do. Um, but you know, anyway, but the, to circle back to the point, so they, you know, Dave Smith and, and these guys, a lot of, you know, Von Mises people like Lou Rockwell and whatnot. If you want to look him up, it's L E W Lou Rockwell. He's the founder of the Mises Institute. Um, these are all fucking phenomenal people. You know, they get, they, they get this rap, I guess, from the left wing, the left libertarians, the social justice warriors that are libertarians that they're like shilling for the shilling for the alt right. And, you know, like, 
I can, I mean, I can get it. Like, I kind of see, like, I, I don't necessarily need some, like, great conspiracy to understand where they're coming from. Because, you know, for the most part, like, I don't think that anything that they, you know, I mean, I think that more or less at the, the base of the root of what they care, you know, governmentally or whatever is the non-aggression principle. They just really strongly hate racism um, to the point where they honestly think that like racism uh, is a bigger problem than the state. You know, I, I mean, I, I guess that's how I would sum it up or just, I mean, you know, maybe they don't think it's a bigger problem than the state. I, you know, I don't know. But it is, it's certainly what they talk about a lot more than the state, you know, whereas libertarianism to me is really defined about by your relationship and your opinions on government. Um, so, you know, it, it feels weird when you're around the left libertarians, but because they're so bad and Hey, like, uh, you know, there's times where the biggest thing in my life is the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, when they won the Super Bowl, it's the greatest days of my life. Uh, and that's all I talked about. So I'm not saying the libertarian can't have things like that. And, you know, to that end, I can get that, like, if you're really caught up in that and you look at Dave Smith and you look at Tom Woods and you see that they are friendly to people that they label, you know, that the left libertarians label to be alt-right, like a Stefan Molyneux. <clears throat> you know, I can see that, you know, you could think that. I, I, I don't think that it's like completely illogical to come to that conclusion. And I think you could listen to my podcast and say that, all right, maybe I'm not, you, you can't really accuse me of being a shill for the alt-right because I don't really have enough listeners and I don't know who the fuck my listeners are anyway, besides like, you know, a handful of people that, you know, talk to me about it, but you know, I'm not, I'm not there yet. So this is just like my feelings, but you can certainly say I'm sympathetic. And the truth is, is I am, you know, like, because I don't think that racism is the biggest problem in the world or, you know, in the United States. Uh, I think there is a, you know, a problem with, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how to say, but just black people just getting the shit end of the stick for ever, you know, and that's an understatement. Let's say since slavery, um, they've been getting the shit end of the stick. Sla yeah, I don't know. It's just, they were fucking slaves. So that's, uh, that uh, I think just says it right there. And there is a lot that I think that can be done to remedy that. And I see that, I believe that if you leave black people alone and you don't have government programs that target them, like the war on drugs and the welfare state, you know, projects, all this shit, uh, the schools. I mean, what the fuck, man? You know, like they. So people, you know, make fun of Christians for believing in God or God can do this. God, you know, you can always explain everything away. And you know, but a person that believes in the government is often very similar. And you know, they 
they just believe that, oh, well, you know, if the government ran uh, health care, then everybody would have the same health care. You know, everybody would have access to health care and everybody would have the same health care. So what's the, you know, why isn't that happening with like schools or policing or post office? I mean, I, I guarantee you the fucking post office in the hood sucks, you know? I'm, I mean, it's still, there's still money. It just gets there in a very corrupt fashion. And the, the service is disconnected. The quality of the service that the government gives you is disconnected from its funding source. You know, like I was talking to a buddy of mine last night and it's like, the police, like if they do a shitty job and crimes way up in their area, the, the police department's probably going to get more money. I mean, there's just there's only one tool, right? It's just the the, the hammer that is the police department, and you're just going to keep pouring money in. Now, granted, this defund the police thing that's a that's a different topic. I'm talking about you know every day in the history of the United States up till now, or at least my lifetime. You know, so the worst job they did, the more money they got. Versus, imagine if we had private police. Like, what if uh you know our neighborhood kind of banded together and, and, you know, we paid, or maybe there were different police that, you know, patrolled our area, you know, different, you know, you would, or you would call like, sure. You may, I, I mean, I don't even know if people are patrolling in, in this world, but like in my ring security system, right? Well, they're ring security. So they have fucking security guards and when I say, Hey, you know, I see somebody in my backyard, I call them and they come. Well, you know, if they come and like in the process fucking, I don't know, like drive over, you know, my fence, you know, maybe they just murdered this guy in my backyard where it's like, whoa, man, like this is just some crackhead. He was trying to see if I had like a fucking lawnmower or something he could steal. Like you didn't have to fucking blow his head off. Yada, yada, yada. Well, that's going to affect their bottom line to some extent, right? Because I don't have to have the ring security. I can go with Nest security or, you know, some other option. And I can go on fucking Yelp and write a review about ring security and be like, yo, they fucking destroyed my fence. This guy was in my backyard, like looking in my crawl space, trying to steal a, a, a lawnmower. And they blew his fucking head off in my backyard. And it was just, it was insane. You know, I'm traumatized basically for the rest of my life because I just watched him murder this uh, unarmed guy. You know, fuck ring. One star. I'm not going with you anymore. And that dude's got to go on trial for murder because he was fucking recorded on my ring camera and he doesn't have some special dispensation to just do whatever he wants because he's police and he's in the government, you know, solves a lot of motherfucking problems, man, you know? And, uh, so like black people aren't forced to have to fucking deal with all this and they can create their own services if they want. So if they want to live in a neighborhood with all black people, and they want to make their own services, you know? I mean, this is something I've thought about with, like, you know, the Black Wall Street stuff. Uh, and and I don't know. I've been actually meaning to look at it and see if it's, like, uh, blown out of proportion as far as um, 
how much wealth and what it what it did. And it, it actually what I what I was reading was I mean it, it was a big deal. It was a big fucking deal. I mean it, it's super fucking horrible. The people you know just I mean legit like white supremacists or whatever uh, came and you know just murdered them, burned the fucking city down, and um, they actually rebuilt again. And apparently, and I think this is according to Wikipedia, so hopefully I'm not, like, <laughs> citing some, like, super weird, like, neo-Nazi quote about this. Um, but they actually rebuilt quite a bit after. And it was actually, like, desegregation, after desegregation, that um, things kind of fell apart which was kind of interesting. You, you certainly never hear that story, um, but let's save that, you know, for another day, um, not to go too far into the, the, the black wall street. But the point is, is uh, it certainly seems like black folks are very able to, you know, create wealth and services all by themselves, you know? And so if they are, able to do that and they're not doing it at the moment or not you know not in a way that there's like a black wall street right i probably live in the the closest thing atlanta and you know it's still you know dominated by white you know the big businesses and shit here are, are white you know like uh home depot delta coke you know this sort of thing um but anyway, you know what I mean? There's got to me, it's like, there's got to be some reason for this. And I, you know, I tend to blame the state. Uh, I mean, clearly there was a just severe act of violence on the black Wall Street. But, you know, there's also a lot of other country, the rest of the country that I'm, I'm sure also had, you know, black, um, black you know businesses services areas all that stuff and and i think that you know the segregation i mean the explanation i recall was about like um saying well and like people started going you know black black people started sort of using the white services and it, it kind of like hurt the the black ones which uh again you know i mean it's it's like I, I'll have to, you know, look more into it. Maybe, maybe look in, you know, read a little more and see what's what in that. Um, but I wonder if there isn't an element of like the forced desegregation um, that may have had an effect. And who knows what happened once desegregation happened. Now the white fucking government there uh, suddenly you know, has to deal with these free black people. And I just have a funny feeling that it wasn't just entirely the free market that took down, you know, black wall street, the second, you know, rebuilt version. Um, anyway, so, uh, back to the, the kind of point of these people not being getting the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, and I was just sort of saying that, like, um, I've heard other people make this point before, but just because as a libertarian, I am neither on the left or the right, you know, I'm not aligned with the Democrats or the Republicans at any given period of time. I can certainly see that one is worse than the other. 
the the idea that they're both perfectly equally bad and somehow we reside exactly in the middle of the two um you know it seems a little kind of fairy tale-ish sort of childish and to me it seems there's no doubt the the democrats are 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 worse you know they are gone unhinged they you know they used to have it you if you took everybody on the surface, it was actually kind of tough because superficially the Republicans were kind of more for the free market and, you know, that type of freedom. And then the Democrats were at least, you know, at least when I was younger and, and certainly under George W. Bush, when our war started really ratcheting up, at least in a, in a public sense, you know, the Democrats were anti-war. So you kind of had that. And then, you know, ostensibly, I guess the Democrats were supposed to be like more for personal liberties and that, you know, that sort of thing. So you, you could almost argue that they were even a little more palatable to the libertarians. Um, you know, I definitely remember that during the Bush years. I, I, I mean, when, you know, Bush for whatever the Republicans or conservatives claim to be, you know, when George Bush was there, it was, uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, it, it was a joke. He, he increased regulations, increased spending, increased, you know, military, uh, actions all, you know, all over the world, particularly the middle East, um, increased the spying, you know, Patriot Act stuff, you know, there was almost like nothing. Uh, I think, I think they let the assault weapon ban sunset under him. You know, which is a big deal. Uh, but man, that's like one thing. And then under Obama, it was very similar. It was just like, well, first of all, basically the same exact thing. Everything I just said, all true. And the fear was. Oh man, Obama is going to like ban assault weapons or whatever. He's going to ban guns. It's going to be crazy. And he didn't. He didn't, you know? And uh didn't even like I mean, I don't even remember that stuff even really getting off the ground. So but like, you know, otherwise it's just like, you know, then double down Obamacare. So there's even more interference in the health, uh healthcare market more government spending, starting a bunch of more wars, you know, that's where I couldn't, I mean, at that point, it really was difficult to find, you know, sure, like, I don't want codified anti-gay legislation, but I'm not really sure that there's a lot of it. I mean, I guess, like, what they're doing now is finding wording that is saying, like, man or woman, the you know so some law that applies to man or women or like the abortion thing that like okay a woman can get an abortion like is technically the law only for that and so if it's a trans uh trans man so that would be if i'm not mistaken uh sometimes i get i get them backwards but that would be like a biological woman that identifies as a man and then she could get pregnant. So she's identifying as a man, like if somehow this abortion law doesn't apply, I don't even think that's true. I, I mean, I just don't, 
I, I can't imagine they codified this thing into law, but it had only applied to the female sex. Like, I, I didn't know, you know, that really happened much. I mean, I, I doubt like anybody thought about that when, you know, when they were doing that. So, you know, I mean, are they just arguing over like wording? I mean, the, you know, the, it's probably kind of uh, dismissive, but the, uh, transgender bathrooms and shit like that you know it and, and and i mean it's like i don't know you know the gay marriage stuff but again like this is a tough thing with the democrats because it's like sure gay people should be able to get married and trans people should be able to get married i think three guys should be able to marry three women if they want to or three trannies or hermaphrodites or uh i you know whatever just like any possible combination of voluntary human relationship uh should be allowed but my issue is that the state should have absolutely nothing to do with it it should just be an agreement between people and you do not need the government's blessing and you know because now you've got now you're in this game well, first of all, because fuck them, right? They're, I mean, there's just people trying to, they're, they're, they're fucking kicking and streaming and trying to drag us, you know, into more wars, wars with Iran, and to keep us pushing us back into Afghanistan, trying to drum up anything they can so we don't leave there. Those are the people that you want to fucking, you know, ask for permission. Oh, can I, you know... Can I marry this person that is identifies as the same gender as me or whatever? Like, just all that shit, you know? Fuck them. Like, it just shouldn't be part of the government. The state, I mean, what, like, where, where's, like, the upside of this? You know, what, like, what? I mean, ostensibly, right? A regulation on a doctor, you know? I also don't agree with them, but on the surface, right, I get that I've got a bit of an uphill battle to explain this to, like, a normal person that is not steeped in the, you know, Austrian theory of economics and, you know, doesn't value freedom to the level that I do and doesn't see the problems with regulations, you know, to the to the level that I do. Now, on the surface, sure, they say, because, remember, they're essentially looking at the government the way like a christian looks at jesus you know it's this perfect thing that it can just you know cast this little spell and say poof medical regulation doctors you know you need to pass uh some tests you need to be certified by some board or whatever i don't know and now they think oh now all of the doctors are are like now they're all great you know that there we go fix that we don't have to think about that we don't have to think about the quality of of the doctors that america's churning out because you know the fucking great and all-powerful government you know blessed us with one of its regulations and everything's everything's fucking perfect there so i get that they think that though you know i get i get it so but what i don't get is what the what what is the government providing here in sanctioning a marriage 
I mean, where just like where is the upside for the two gay men? Um, you know, it's it's not. It, it's they want in. They want all these other benefits that you get when you're married, which is just more state bullshit. You know, tax breaks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it that's what it is. That's why people want it. But, you know, it's it's like, it kind of reminds me of this article. It's just piling, you know, lies on lies. It's piling, like, just fucked up regulations and, 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 and you know, on top of more shit. Uh, more state, you know, BS. It's like, so they steal your money, but then if you get a sanctioned marriage, you can kind of keep some of it. And so now... Like, everybody's got to kind of fight because originally they just considered men and women, you know, to be married. And granted, right, and and the racist beginnings of it, like, why not just throw it out? Why not? Like, they're canceling all this shit, you know, recently Woodrow Wilson's name is going to be stripped from Princeton University in every way. Uh, why don't we get rid of marriage licenses since they were originally made to keep black men from marrying white women? How about it? Like, how about it? Nah, let's fucking just keep adding to that, you know, crazy idea and make it more and more complicated and make sure that we enumerate every possible combination, you know? Because again, what the fuck is wrong with three people entering into America? I mean, why, you know, you cannot possibly tell me that some fucking insane, like, purple-haired fucking disgusting social justice warrior wildebeest in portland is not okay with like three dudes getting married they i'm sure they're fine with it so you know so you're you're looking at it this way like this is your path to that is okay we're just gonna get you know gay people first then we'll work on trans and then we'll start to work on two, three people. But then we're going to have to do four, you know, maybe we can get a, a, a law passed at some point that just says any number and any, you know, but we have to build to, you know, or you just say, hey, let's get rid of fucking marriage licensing. Let's just get rid of it. You know, let's just say that like people should be allowed to fucking call whomever they want their husband and wife. And it has like whatever binding contractual effect that that they want it to have that those people want, you know. <sighs> anyway, so the point is that these people that are in this uh, article are shit, and they need to. They don't get the benefit of the doubt. They don't get the benefit of the doubt. That's the, that's the fucking like take home message here. Um, you know, we, and there is, I don't know, none, no proof whatsoever. Um, so we had this, <laughs> I'll remind you a little bit here. The United States concluded months ago that the Russian unit which has been linked to assassination attempts and other covert operations in Europe intended to destabilize the West or take revenge on turncoats. <laughs> One of those two things. Because they're, they're really the only two sensible, you know, real options for a Russian anyway. 
And I, I get why those are your two options and there isn't anything else. They had covertly offered rewards for successful attacks last year. Okay. And the United States concluded this. So now we have, we have leveled up in the, in paragraph two from the American intelligence officials have concluded to the United States concluded. <laughs> One pair. No, there's absolutely no reasoning for this. Right. And this isn't like a tweet, right? The, the, you know, this isn't just some BS, whatever. Somebody just sort of wrote it and you could say, oh, well, you know, whatever. I mean, if I, if I just, I mean, you know, did some stream of consciousness writing and sent it out. I'm sure you would find all kinds of stuff like this in it. But this is the New York Times, right? Like, this is supposed to be um, some sort of legitimate uh, publication that has editors and people hold in very high regard. And they're, you know, they're writing at, I don't know, a high school level, I guess, um, sure, they will be able to use some words that maybe uh, extend out past that level, but the consistency of the ideas that they possess or, or, or present are just non-existent. Um, and they do things like that. They do things like American intelligence officials have concluded. The next paragraph, the United States concluded without any any explanation of this so let's go to paragraph three let's see what's up i haven't read this article so this is you know it always fills me with great joy to see what my dumbass friends get all worked up about islamist militants or armed critical elements closely associated with them are believed to have collected some bounty money the officials said Twenty Americans were killed in combat in Afghanistan in 2019, but it was not clear which killings were under suspicion. I actually want to look at these numbers. Twenty. That's it. Twenty people. We had twenty casualties. How many Taliban or just in general? How many people died in Afghanistan? I mean, maybe I guess this war is uh, is winding down. You know, I remember in the early, the first year, I remember it was in Paris, and I was so a friend of mine was trying to claim that like Trump is ramping up you know, the drone strikes and everything like that, and possibly at the time was true. But you're telling me that only 20 fucking Americans died in Afghanistan in 2019. There is no possible way there's the level of fighting now. And obviously there's been like a straight up like truce, um, but just no possible way, right? So then 20 Americans were killed in combat in Afghanistan in 2019. But it's not clear which killings were under suspicion. And I apologize if you listen to Dave Smith because I actually, um, I so I actually have heard a chunk of this article because I remember him talking about that. And he actually started kind of really ripping apart the article at that point as well. Um, yeah, you got, <clears throat> again, right? So now we're in the third paragraph and just complete fucking bullshit just complete gobbledygook but they are and when i say they're you know writing at a high school level it's like to consume because you know most people that they want to propagandize with their message you know are not at a high reading level but jesus christ if they are not gifted at crafting this bullshit that if you fucking breeze over it it almost sounds, it's almost, you know, it sounds kind of real. Islamic militants or 
Armed criminal elements closely associated with them are believed to have collected some bounty money, the official said. What? Like, that's like nothing. Again, the officials. So now we're back to the American intelligence officials. They're not saying the United States said, at least. <laughs> so Islamist militants or armed criminal elements associated with them. Remember, Afghan military. I thought this was about the Taliban. Hmm. Anywho. I don't even know. I mean, could you be more vague? Like, Islamist militants? Just say who the fuck it is. Say what group? There's tons of them out there. You know what I mean? Like, they all have different names. They all have different, you know. It's just like saying, uh, you know, trying to make this very, very specific claim, but just using super vague generalities you know we had uh, a government official from the united states you know claimed that gang members in the united states you know were paid by mexican intelligence to do something or whatever it's like okay but i mean you can't get any more specific than that i mean you're 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 identifying a gang you're saying using gang members as if there's some collective group in the United States gang and that there are all these people that are, that are part of it, you know? I mean, everybody that is like a militant that, you know, subscribes to the religion of Islam is not part of some like cohesive group. In fact, fucking a lot of them are all fucking arch enemies of each other. You know, like, who the fuck are you talking about? Armed criminal elements close. So, I mean, who, what does that mean? That they're not, uh, they don't subscribe to the religion of Islam. They're closely associated with them. I mean, it, it, utterly meaningless. And again, these people don't get the benefit of the doubt. If they are not able to produce sources, you should fucking close the door on whatever they're saying. Not until they're able to fucking like actually back up what they say, be specific and give you sources, stuff that you can check out on your own. Right. That's all you say. Right. You know, Alex Jones, they fucking hate him. Right. He'll say, yo, go look this shit up yourself. Or I look, uh, I like this guy, the Corbett report. People blast him. He's uh, he's really interesting. And he did a whole thing about these people debunking stuff. And he was like, he actually went through, he had a call, a guy like email him say he was so disappointed because this these sites debunk things he said and he went through and just eviscerated the debunking like it was like it seemed on the surface like it made sense but he was like look they're not even really going after what i said and they're just claiming a bunch of stuff that's like false as to like what the source of it is he's like i cited the research paper I mean, here's the paper. Now, maybe you have a problem with the paper itself. You could say, oh, I don't think they, were, yeah, they did a good job of researching their numbers or blah, 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 or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they were compromised. But, you know, it didn't come from some, like, Instagram post, like the debunking thing claimed. It's like you see shit like that all over the place. But Corbett, you know, when you listen to Corbett Report, who will get slammed by any mainstream, anytime, you know, anything like what he talks about comes up. 
fucking New York Times would slam him. All the fucking social justice warriors, all, you know, Nancy Pelosi and all these other bullshit pieces of shit would, you know, all pounce on him and blah, blah, blah. But that motherfucker will give you sources. He will link to the papers and say, look at it yourself. Alex Jones do the same thing, you know? And I'm not saying I come to the same conclusions as Alex Jones, but at least he's like, He's like, you know, giving you some breadcrumbs or whatever, you know, he's not just like making this up. As far as I know, these people are, you know, Charlie Savage, Eric Schmidt and Michael Schwartz are making this up. There's no reason for me to believe this right now. There's not a single verifiable fact in this, you know, and I granted I'm three, three paragraphs in, but, and apparently this is what this whole fucking episode, episode 50, you know. Here we go. Fucking huge celebration. Well, I get out back to my roots, digging through these bullshit articles, making fun of them. The intelligence finding was, oh, I, I God, I, you can't even, I'm not even done with paragraph three. I've only begun, I think. So, <clears throat> so that was the first sentence. Just nonsense, right? Then 20 Americans were killed in combat in Afghanistan in 2019, but it's not clear which killings were under suspicion. It's also not clear that there was any uh, um, bounties in the first place. So double not, not clear. In fact, it's totally doubtful. It seems like you're just making this up. So... I would assume zero of the 20 Americans killed in combat were, were part of this uh, bounty program since it seems like you just made up the bounty program since you're not able to provide any sources whatsoever. No verifiable facts, nothing. The intelligence finding was briefed to President Trump and the White House's National Security Council discussed the problem at an interagency meeting in late March, the officials said. So I feel like that's something... That's like the first, uh, you could go through, well, I don't know if these things are, are, are like discoverable in any kind of way. The White House National Security Council discussed the problem at an interagency meeting in late March. So you could go through the notes at every White House National Security Council meeting in late March. So let's just say the 15th on, uh, that they met with a different agency and see if this was mentioned. Uh, sounds, I mean, at least this is the closest thing to something specific they've said yet. And I, I don't know if, you know, you could verify this. Um, you could do like a FOIA request. <laughs> I don't know if they, I don't know if the, uh, National Security Council gives up their stuff to that many. Officials developed a menu of political options, starting with making a diplomatic complaint to Moscow and demand that it stop, along with an escalation series of sanctions and other possible responses. But the White House is yet to authorize any step, the officials said. Cool. And there's a truce, right? I mean, they're like not actually fighting, right? Nobody has been, um, no American soldier has been killed since February, and I don't think there's any fighting, so... Uh, I feel like it stopped, even if it, you know, if it actually ever was real. An operation to incentivize the killing of Americans and other NATO troops would be a significant and provocative escalation of what American and Afghan officials have said is Russia's support for the Taliban. And it would be the first time the Russian spy unit was known to have orchestrated attacks on Western troops. Right. Again, all of this is like total speculation. Sure. 
Sure. If they're doing it, yeah. But, you know, let's also think if they're for the Taliban and the U.S. is trying to negotiate a fucking peace deal where they pull out, why would you try to escalate things? This is exactly like when we were, you know, Trump's talking about fucking pulling out of Syria and then mysteriously uh, Assad gasses his people. Like, what? What the fuck? Why would he do that? Like, it's total nonsense. And then there was another, I think it was again, we we're like Taliban pulling again. And all of a sudden, Assad gasses his own people again. Why is he? Why would he do that? Why? He knows he can't beat the United States in a war. He just wants them. He's just praying that they'll leave. He's just playing at Trump as crazy as a man is. Is like actually going to like fall through with this and just bug out, you know? Because otherwise, Assad's dead. You know, Assad will go the route of Gaddafi. Uh, you know, and Gaddafi tried to play ball. Gaddafi, uh, you know, shut down his weapons programs and stuff. And, uh, you know, he's fucking gone. He got killed. Um, you know, and there's other conspiracy theories about like he was trying to, you know, what he was trying to do. Um, but, you know, with... Uh, <clears throat> I, I, they, they didn't mention recently, they thought it was like selling oil, like with gold as a currency, but I thought it was just like starting a new currency that was gold backed, but whatever. I have no idea that's true. It really doesn't, you know, have to be there to, to sort of make that whole scene fucked, but I'm sure Assad is looking at the writing on the wall and he basically can't fucking believe that he might get out of this alive and still in power and you tell me he's just gonna risk it all just because he's so fucking deranged that he's gonna gas his own people he just he can't wait he can't wait you know we'd have been out of there in like months or whatever but this motherfucker can't wait and now the russians who according to this speculation support you know have said uh is the the uh you know, Russian support for the Taliban. Why, why would they do this? Everything's got, you know, this is like exactly what they want. Any involvement with the Taliban, let's continue. Any involvement that the Taliban with the Taliban that resulted in the deaths of American troops would also be a huge escalation of Russia's so-called hybrid war against the United States, a strategy of destabling adversaries through a combination of such tactics as cyber attacks and the spread of fake news, covert and deniable military operations. This, that, that paragraph is like what set, you know, your reading of that is an interpretation of it is like, that shows what your ideology is. If you, you know, oh, yep, yep. Oh, man, they've been coming at us, spreading fake news. They spent oh, over $100,000 one year on Facebook ads, you know, and uh, cyber attacks. Uh, wasn't there some stuff in Ukraine or or no, 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 no. They, they hacked the DNC, right? So the hack of the DNC, another completely unsubstantiated claim. Don't believe the hype. There's no proof that it was Russia. And again, 
These people don't get the benefit of the doubt. If there's no proof for it's, it that it's Russia, and you have some like fucking like piece of human garbage talking Nancy Pelosi telling you that it's da- that it's definitely Russia. I mean that that's a fucking lie. Like even if it wound up being correct, she doesn't know that, and she's just pushing an agenda, right? And I mean, you know, it's probably not. I, I I I really doubt that that Russia hacked the DNC, whatever. So anyway, so the spread of fake news is talking about some fucking company that spent a hundred thousand dollars on Facebook ads. A lot of those, mind you, were pro Bernie ads. <laughs> uh, but what does that tell you? The spread of fake news is interference in the elections for Donald Trump and cyber attacks attack you know hacking the dnc so if you're a democrat you fucking you know all these code words you talk about right oh this is great you talk about dog whistles these are fucking dog whistles for the democrats now if you're like a libertarian and you're not so tied into this shit or just like a normal person that spends more of their life you know worrying about their own life than like fucking staying up on all this insanity you're not you may not even hear what all, what, what all that is referring to but boy they dog whistling to them democrats to use one of their old terms you know and if you see this as total bullshit then i don't know you're like an alt-right scum fuck or at least an all right scum fuck sympathizer like myself so yeah but you know so there you go another one another one um Another bullshit paragraph. The Kremlin had not been made aware of the accusations, said Dmitry Beskov, the secretary for President Vladimir Putin. Putin. If someone makes them, we'll respond. <laughs> Zabi Hula Majad, I don't know, a spokesman. For the Taliban denied that the insurgents have any relations with any intelligence agency and called the report an attempt to defame them. These kinds of deals with the Russian intelligence agency are baseless. Our target killings and assassinations were ongoing in years before, and we did it on on our own resources, he said. That changed after our deal with the Americans, and their lives are secure, and we don't attack them. Straight up, right? Because he fucking sees the writing on the wall. Right, I'm not saying fucking, you know, Zabi Hula Muhaid isn't a fucking piece of shit. I don't know. Um, spokesman for the Taliban, he probably is, but he gets it. He gets what's happening here. That change after our deal with the Americans and their lives are secure and we don't attack them. Their lives are secure. We don't attack them. Fucking period. Because he knows there's only one way out of this. And it's just the fucking U.S. walking away and just saying, okay, and leave it alone. Otherwise, I mean, we're just there. We get fucking money to burn at least for a while. And you don't want us there. And you know what? If Russia was actually backing the Taliban and actually wants a Taliban regime to prosper, they don't want the fucking Americans there either. And everybody gets it. Like, you know, so spokespeople at the National Security Council, the Pentagon, Pentagon and the State Department, excuse me, 
Spokespeople at the National Security Council, the Pentagon, the State Department, and the CIA declined to comment. Okay? So no, no verification whatsoever. Officials familiar with the intelligence did not explain the White House delay in deciding how to respond to the intelligence about Russia. While some of his closest advisor, like Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, have counseled more hawkish policies towards Russia, Mr. Trump has adopted an accommodating stance towards Moscow. I would say there's maybe like some mixed, um, you know, mixed messages there. I, I think that like not toppling the Syrian regime is one of the things that they mean. They mean that that's accommodating to Russia. But it's just the right thing to do, right? Like, it's pure evil to just invade a, co- a country, arm fucking ISIS to overthrow, uh, you know, a sec- secular dictator. I guess he's a, a dictator. I don't know exactly what was going on there, but Assad, I'm sure he was no, like, choir boy. And you want to replace that motherfucker with ISIS in their country. So you want to kill a whole fucking shitload of people and then someone put ISIS basically in charge. Uh, that's pure fucking evil. But the New York Times basically interprets that as us being accommodating uh, to Russia. You know, and stuff in, in the Ukraine, I forget even what was happening there. But, you know, it, it's all, I mean, it's like, if you delete all of the made up shit about like, how Russia got Donald Trump elected and, you know, all that stuff. And you just actually look on the face of like what Trump has done since he's been a president with regards to Russia. It's been kind of a mixed bag. Like, you know, and it's not like an enemy like this. This is the thing that I was actually almost kind of blindsided by all this Russia stuff. He's like, I grew up the, my early years at the tail end of the cold war. You know, I know what it's like to like literally as a child to be afraid of nuclear war. I mean, that was like, I mean, anybody my age, I'm sure can corroborate that feeling. You know what it's like. I mean, I'm 43. You know, the wall came down. I don't remember. Uh, so, you know, you, you can't be too much younger than me and really remember that. But um yeah, it was weird, you know, and and then you know the the wall goes down, fucking USSR starts to split up, and I I'm you know not I'm pretty ignorant to all the all the ins and outs of what had been going on over there over the years, but you know to like all of a sudden just start talking about Russia as like the boogeyman, I mean they're just it's like Jesus fucking Christ, man. I mean they really really. They just have to have some boogeyman out there. And so it's just so fucking gross, you know? I mean, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is Russia doing to us? You know? I mean, they're not like, how are they a threat? Uh, And then, you know, and they'll never talk about China, right? I mean, China, massively more powerful than Russia. But I don't, I don't know. You just don't, you know. I mean, Trump, Trump doesn't, you know. He's always fucking chirping about China. I, and I say, hey, let them, you know, let them all do whatever they want. Just don't fucking come over here, you know. Uh, you know, don't, you know, maybe don't, I don't like 
I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with like coming to the aid of friends and shit like that. You know, I mean, if if I see you like throw throw a punch at my buddy, like I I feel I am well within my rights to hit you, um, you know, and I, I so whatever. But anyway, uh, so nobody corroborated this whatsoever. Uh, nobody, even their officials, didn't explain about the the delay. I mean, unbelievable. Couldn't have anything to do with peace talks. The fact that they're pulling out, like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just go back in. And you know, I talked about this like way, way back. But it's like we're just this like big bully that you know, and and this is what the fucking establishment wants, and the left wing media wants. They want us to like, you know, just absolutely like crush anybody that would have possibly crossed us at any moment like any wrongdoing we must you know return the the fucking pain to you tenfold you know and it's like look we you know we're like pulling out we're, we're this thing's over like you want to like fucking nitpick and you know that's how this shit just like lasts forever because somebody always, you know, we're talking about the, um, to somebody about the uh, Civil War recently, right? And it's like, yeah, like, okay, like, obviously slavery is, like, bad and whatever. Um, and, we're, you know, we're just kind of, like, going through the different stuff, like, tearing down the statues and the flag, you know, getting rid of the Confederate flag. And, like, I mean, I'm from the North, you know, I mean, I don't have some, like, affinity for for the confederacy or whatever uh but you know i live in the south and i like the south and i've been here a while and there is something to it and there's something about it um it's just like it's a there is a kind of cool cultural thing that is the south and you know the social justice warriors here can like say whatever they want but they know it's different in the north they know the northeast is different like you know, and they'll pretend not or whatever. But anyway, uh, and, you know, to me, I just think it's like more about uh, making sure that you somehow preserve the fact that this is like a legitimate like culture um, that, you know, when with when you're like sort of destroying parts of the history and representations of the history and everything like that. Um, you know, and, and there's also this, like this, I, you know, this idea we're talking about, like I'd recently saw, um, or no, uh, Scott Horton had somebody on, they were talking about the mass killings and, uh, basically the, the purging of communists in the Philippines in, uh, 65 to 66, I think, and super fucked up. Um, just like utter, absolutely horrific minimum 500,000 people died and estimates, I think go up to like one and a half million millions, like put in camps and you know, all this stuff and over a really short period of time. And, um, you know, I'm saying like, I think Suharto is, was the, the leader, um, that, that actually then stayed in power for like 30, 40 years or something after that. And, um, that you should see this Scott Horton episode is really good. And, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely like one of those episodes that should start you on a path of learning about what the fuck happened over there. 
what was our involvement exactly? Because a lot of stuff said in that episode, and I think it's a lot you got to like look into, you know, that I don't really know about. I mean, this guy's claiming like some really heavy U.S. involvement in all this, and um, you know, bombing and stuff like just pretty fucked up. Uh, and then he started talking about like in Brazil and all this other shit that it, like the U.S. was involved in, and you know, I mean, there's so much stuff. You know, this dates back so long that you know doing stuff like this, but. Anyway, this uh, this like purge of the communists, you know, like let's just you know let's say a million people were killed, split the difference. Um, yeah, how many like I don't know, minimum tens of thousands of people had to be not just complicit but like active in that. Uh, remember, there's the that documentary, the act of killing. And um, one of the main guys is Anwar Congo. He, this is about, uh, I think it was like a small part of this, but you know, this guy is own at his own hands killed like thousands of people or something. Um, and it's just like, you know, you had people turning each other in, you had people killing their neighbors, um, you know, all of a sudden. So, you know, you don't think like, and I actually just had to be reminded of this, but regardless of like how much you want to demonize the South, once the North attacked, all that shit kind of goes out the window. I mean, look at this. Like, look at, you know, you have an absolute ghost of an article here. This is like, you know, the LaCroix of, of, uh, of of articles of news articles there's like it, it was sitting next to like some somebody was talking to somebody using real facts about a different topic next to this guy while he while he actually penned this fucking doozy of an article um but i mean look at this like there's not even anything here and what do they want to do they want to fucking ramp this shit up like they need, and I mean, what what is the actual ant? Right, they want to uh, put sanctions on. But when will those sanctions end? But Russia's not doing it. So then you're going to say, well, they they still haven't stopped. So now you know, now we're going to start targeting Russian troops, and now we're going to start you know, or whatever you know. I mean, we're going to blockade something, or you know, and this is a, over a complete lie. Now, imagine the North attacking Fort Sumter. Uh, I think that's, if I recall, I was just told last night. I think it was in South Carolina to set off the war. You know, people's like fucking family members got killed in that, I'm sure. Once that happens, man, all bets are off. Like, if you're like anti-slavery, which I am, and then, but then you and your friends like kill my brother like i'm gonna fucking make it my life's work to murder you you know um that's a, that's the thing it's like these you know these wars you can look at you know all of them i mean they just start i mean ostensibly like the at least world war ii you know you had theoretically and I, I don't know how deep conspiracy theories actually really go with this but you at least had a guy that was trying to take over the world with hitler and i guess japan was doing the same thing and then at the end you know they'd figure it out um 
that's like the man on high castle is interesting because that's like that's kind of what happened and now you have these like you know two empires and i'm sure then my recollection is they don't really like each other but you know um anyway so uh you know that's anyway that's all i was saying about that is that like this this shit is so silly you know it's so dumb but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like really the the high level issues because like the thing you got to remember is no human being exists at that level that level is just like an imaginary like theoretical sum of a bunch of individual ideas and motivations you know so to say like oh the south was fighting to keep slavery alive i'm sure some people and maybe the leaders maybe not i don't fucking know but i a hundred percent guarantee that there was a sub a, a chunk of the confederate army that was not opposed to ending slavery and that were just fighting for their fucking homes you know and their family and whatever you know their roots and you know and that and the reason i'm bringing that up is because it's such a hot button topic and to say that like even in what what most you know americans would look at like the worst possible thing to defend slavery i think like if you're really honest with yourself if you were born in fucking south carolina and your brother was at fort sumter when it got bombed you would be in the confederate army fighting the fucking north because fuck them you know like do you you think fatalism was invented in the 20th 21st century or whatever like people don't give a fuck man people didn't give a fuck back then i'm sure of it i'm sure of it you know i don't think they were played in uh i mean and it's you know and again right it's like the the I mean, the South just tried to secede. They didn't start a war. So, I'm, you know, you got that on their side, too. And, uh, you know, just like they, you know, they, they want to make, you know, these people that write these articles that are trying to, you know, just create any narrative to get, get you to, like, cast your vote or do whatever that they want you to do. They want to create a completely like Disney-fied version of reality that's extremely binary, extremely black and white, that there is definitely good and definitely evil, and we can identify which one is which. And don't worry, it like we're we are good, you know, we're good and we're gonna guide you to the good. But but we know that that is not the case. And reality is far more complex. So uh, let's see what else we got. At a summit in 2018 in Helsinki, Finland, Mr. Trump strongly suggested that he believed Mr. Putin's denial that the Kremlin interfered with the 2016 presidential election despite broad agreement within the American intelligence establishment that it did again 
the CIA, right? The fucking CIA and the NSA, right? Like those straight shooters. So they said it must be true. Don't worry about that. They fucking literally lied and said that Saddam was buying uranium, yellow cake uranium in Africa to make nuclear weapons in order so that they could start a war that killed a million innocent people. Don't worry about that. These are the people that we should take, you know, just fucking take it at their word. You know, um, broad agreement within the American intelligence establishment that it did. Uh, there's no, uh, no sourcing for that whatsoever. It's just a claim. You know, did you, did you take a poll? Did you go around and fucking ask all of the members of the American, the American intelligence establishment they even say the establishment i mean they're <laughs> so <laughs> despite broad agreement within the deep state that it did huh the deep state you say well they seem like some pretty swell chaps mr trump criticized the bill imposing sanctions on russia when he signed it into law after congress passed it by veto-proof majorities and he has repeatedly made statements that un undermine the nato alliance as a bulwark against russian aggression in europe uh okay so the again right like i mean you're telling me like people in 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 europe think that like russia is a it's about to attack um so all this right like again right so uh, even uh, I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. Even if you put aside that they're, you know, definitely lying and just sort of humor them for a second. It's like, okay, well, you know, let's play this out. And I mean, what exactly is going on here? So although Trump is Putin's puppet, Putin is going to make his spies put bounties out on American soldiers in Afghanistan. Be, I mean, you, I can't even like make an imaginary narrative that makes sense. I mean, what, for what, for what purpose? Just for the fuck of it? I mean, it obviously serves no actual military goal, right? I mean, you're talking about just killing random fucking soldiers. I mean, they killed 20 people died all year. In 2019, I mean, the, the, like, there's no, there's no like strategic advantage to this. So it's just you know, and again, to do this when you know that Trump has the establishment utterly opposing every single fucking thing he does, and he's trying to pull off the biggest. Like coup of his presidency, which would be to get us out of Afghanistan, which would leave the Taliban, who, according to this article, are like their allies, the Russian allies, would leave Afghanistan to them, or at least to, to some in some extent. I mean, I don't know what the negotiated deal would be. Uh, and apparently the spokesman is at least on the surface taking it very seriously, saying that 
Americans, uh, their lives are secure and we won't attack them. And he admits that they were attacking and targeting them before, although he says it was on their own and was not from Russian sources. So the officials spoke on condition of anonymity to describe the delicate intelligence and internal deliberations. They said the intelligence had been treated as a closely held secret, but the administration expanded briefings about it this week, including sharing information about it with the British government, whose forces are among those who are said to have been targeted. The intelligence assessment is said... On condition of anonymity described. Okay. I mean, like, even like the delicate intelligence and to describe the delicate intelligence and internal deliberations, just like meaningless descriptors there. Uh, they said the intelligence had been treated as a closely held secret, but the administration expanded. So there's another claim that now that British government knows about this. Let's see. See if anything comes out. Again, like, obviously, right? What, like, okay, again, let's just say we can't even understand why any of this would happen. It seems like it goes against, you know, the Taliban or uh, Russian sort of just basic survival instincts or, you know, why would they be in opposition to their own wants? But let's just say that they are. Still, what's the answer? It's a fucking pull out of Afghanistan. It's, just a, it's the same answer. It doesn't matter. I mean, you were in a fucking war. Killed, I'm sure they killed hundreds of thousands of fucking Taliban and I'm tens of thousands of, of U.S. troops. I, I'm not exactly sure how many people have died. And you're like worried about a fucking handful of them from last year because Russia paid uh, Taliban after the fact for killing them? I mean, it. I just don't understand how that's a reason to not leave Afghanistan. Do you want to fucking write an angry letter to Putin for it? Okay. But what, what other, like, what kind of payback do you want to get? Because once you're out of Afghanistan, the fucking playing field is over. Unless then you're going to say they're doing it in Syria or somewhere else. But, uh, again, I mean... Show, prove this first <laughs> give give any verifiable claim first and then we'll go the intelligence assessment is said to be based at least in part on interrogations of captured afghan militants and criminals the officials did not describe the mechanics of the russian operation such as how targets were picked or how money changed hands is also not clear whether russian operatives had deployed inside of afghanistan or met with their taliban counterparts elsewise okay so they probably they interrogated afghan militants no which told and criminals uh so i guess the afghan the islamists i don't know i guess these are synonyms now i'm not sure the revelations came in the focus inside the Trump administration at a delicate and distracted time. Although officials collected the intelligence earlier this year, the interagency meeting at the White House took place as the coronavirus pandemic was becoming a crisis. The parts of the country were sh shutting down. Moreover, Trump seeks re-election in November. He wants to strike a peace deal with the Taliban and Afghanistan war. Both American and Afghanistan officials have previously accused Russia of providing small arms and other support to the Taliban. The amounts of 
That amounts to destabilizing activity, although Russian government officials have dismissed the claims as idle, gossip, and baseless. There is a link there. It's an NPR article. I don't know. I really want to read this. So at least uh, it was by Army General John Nicholson. Um says that Russia, so at least it's like an actual person, made this claim uh, that they're getting weapons. Um, uh, Mattis discussed the concern before. So Nicholson, top commander, said in an interview tape, we've had weapons brought to this headquarters and given to us by Afghan leaders. And they said this was given by Russians to the Taliban. So, I mean, I don't know, but I, you know, make, make of that what you want. Uh, you know, don't worry about us fucking arming ISIS, <laughs> forming them basically. Uh, and then fighting them with our own weapons So, uh, in other countries. We share some interests with Russia in Afghanistan, and clearly they're acting to undermine our interests as well. General John Nicholson Jr., uh, American. So they're talking about... That's, that's a quote from the article, I guess. Or it's an interview with the BBC. But it has nothing to do... That was in 2018. It has nothing to do with this. Uh, though coalition troops suffered a spate of combat casualties last summer and early fall, only a few have been, have since been killed. Four Americans were killed in combat in early 2020, but the Taliban have not attacked American positions since a February agreement. Right. So regardless of how you got there, you're there. Just fucking let it be. It's been since February. Like we got months rolling by. This is the longest war in the history of the United States. And, that, and and we've been in a lot of fucking wars. Some big big ones, too. American troops have also sharply reduced their movement outside of military bases because of the coronavirus, reducing their exposure to attack. <laughs> okay, but it's not the peace agreement. It's just, it's coronavirus. I mean, why add that? Like, what a fucking, like, right? Like, they're, like, that's the agenda, right? That is, like, complete fucking idiocy. They have reduced their movement because of coronavirus, reducing exposure to attack. So that's the reason that nobody's been killed. Like, there's just been no war because everybody's scared of the coronavirus. Think the Taliban's afraid of the fucking coronavirus. While officials were said to be confident about the intelligence, right? This, like, made-up source or whatever. And again, right? Like, New York Times doesn't necessarily have to be lying. I mean... Remember, this is the these people have brought you the steel dossier, like a fucking complete hoax. So, like, I'm sure when they presented it, they were officials, you know, American intelligence officials or whatever. And they said, oh, yeah, no, this is true. And I mean, beyond it, like, they didn't just stop there. I mean, they fucking went to FISA court and lied about it, you know? And, and you know what? nothing's gonna happen to them i don't think anything's gonna happen to anybody they're all gonna get off scot-free for literally impeaching the president i mean he actually got impeached 
based off all this shit. While officials are said to be confident about the intelligence that Russian operatives offered and paid bounties to Afghan militants for killing Americans, they have greater uncertainty about how high in the Russian government the covert operation was authorized and what its aim may be. So, whatever, right? Again, there's it's literally they're saying somebody came to us and said this and we we have no possible way to corroborate it or whatever. Some officials have theorized that the Russians may be seeking revenge on NATO for force for seeing revenge on NATO forces for a 2018 battle in Syria in which the American military killed several hundred pro-Syrian forces, including numerous Russian mercenaries that they advanced on American outposts. Officials have also su suggested that Russians may be trying to derail peace talks to keep the United States bogged down in Afghanistan, but the motivation remains murky. So if that's the right, the motivation remains murky. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. Why they want to keep us bogged down? They're pro tal I mean, one way, one way or the other, they're either pro Taliban or they're not, or they don't actually like they give a fuck. I mean, they cannot possibly actually be like pro Taliban and trying to keep the U the U.S. in Afghanistan. You know, maybe they're you're saying they're playing both sides of it. Whatever. Okay. So if the big danger, if what Russia wants. Is to keep the United States bogged down in Afghanistan? Then why the fuck is everybody mad at Trump for trying to get out? Well, all these same people. I mean, like it's like it's so devoid of consistency. These positions, it's it's insane. How people can read this shit and be like, yeah, that makes sense to me. The officials briefed on the matter said the government has assessed the operation to be the handiwork of Unit 29155, an arm of Russia's military agency known widely as the GRU. The unit is linked to the two th March 2018 nerve agent poisoning in Salisbury, England of Sergei Skripal, a former GRU officer who had worked for British intelligence and defected with his daughter. Right. And again, that's exactly what I was talking about. That's what I was. I couldn't think of what what they what they were talking about, but yeah. So, <laughs> so you know what? I could go online and find out the, some specific name of some intelligence agency of some country, and say that they did something, right? Like it doesn't. This adds nothing. Again, this adds nothing to substantiate what they're talking about there is literally not one iota of information here that you can look at to substantiate the claims made in this they reference some other things they reference the general that claimed that an Afghan militant brought him a weapon that he said he got from a Taliban who he said the Taliban told him that Russians gave it to him. So you got that. That has nothing to do with this. There's just two separate things. Like, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but don't let them do it. Don't let them, like, invent one thing, never prove it, and then invent another thing, never prove it, invent another thing, never prove it. And at some point you're gonna say, well, at least some of these have to be true. So this is probably true. Yeah, the Russians are pretty fucking bad. It's like, yo, prove one thing. The DNC hack, nah, 
you know this fucking you know i mean it, it's just speculation and and i'm being very generous saying speculation and not just saying these are outright lies we'll just go with speculation but it is all speculation so far i'm not done with the article yet Western intelligence officials say the unit, which has operated for more than a decade, has been charged by the Kremlin with carrying out a campaign to destabilize the West through subversion, sabotage, and assassination. In addition, the 2018 poisoning, the unit was behind an attempted... So now they... Look, look what they did. They didn't say like, oh, they were associated. And I promise you... That it is not a fact that this GRU is behind the fucking uh, gassing of this guy. It's, uh, that it is definitely not. And now they moved that in addition to the poisoning, the unit was behind an attempted coup in Montenegro in 2016 and the poisoning of a, an arms manufacturer in Bulgaria a year earlier. I mean, okay. Just ran, here's a random hit list. And I'm not saying GRU is good, but you want to take a hit list of what the fucking CIA has done since 2016? I bet you it's fucking a hundred pages long. Killing all kinds of fucking people, doing all kinds of shit. You know, I mean, like, what about the fucking drug trade, drug war, you know, in the United States? How's all the drugs get in here? All the CIA, all that shit that you hear about. And you're saying uh, there was an attempted coup in Montenegro. You want to see how, how many attempted fucking coups has the CIA done, you know? And sure, fuck Russia, fuck the GRU, fuck all them, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. Like, they're not, I mean, they're not my friends. But when you're trying to use this to continue attacking or continue this fucking endless war in Afghanistan for no fucking reason whatsoever what's the end game to just kill every single afghani like what have you not been able to accomplish in 19 years that you're going to accomplish in year 20 or 21 or 22 you know they just gotta get the fuck out it's just evil you i can't imagine there's like one fucking ounce of infrastructure left in that place imagine how long like you imagine the like emotional and psychological scarring that the people of afghanistan have at this point they have had the united states military in their country attacking their countrymen and killing them for 19 years oh my god and this is it. This is why, like, I'm not defending the GRU because I want to defend the GRU. I'm saying, I don't even fucking know. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if the GRU doesn't even exist. Maybe it does. And all these things that they're attributing to them. Like, unless you can give me, like, another, like, 500 more examples, they're not even coming close to, like, what you're trying to get us to do, you know? And even if they did all that shit, then it's another thing. It has nothing to do with the fucking question at hand. We should just get out of Afghanistan. Who cares if they poisoned a fucking arms manufacturer? Who cares if they poisoned a fucking GRU defector? Who cares if they had an attempted coup in Montenegro? 
or any of those reasons to stay in Afghanistan. They have literally nothing to do with it. We should just leave. American intelligence officials say the GRU is at the center of Moscow's covert efforts to interfere with the 2016 presidential election. Again, insanely highly theoretical. But to your fucking libtard friends, they know exactly what that means. They're like, oh, yep, yep, yep. Fuck GRU, white supremacists. They're definitely racist. They're bad. They're definitely bad. In the months before the election, American officials say two GRU cyber units known as 26165 and 74455 hacked into the Democratic Party servers and then used WikiLeaks to publish embarrassing internal communications. Oh my God. This makes me want to like internally combust. American officials say, right? No links, no sources, no nothing. And I promise, I mean, I think the odds that that is true is like 5%. I just, I just don't, I, um, I just don't buy it. I think it's like much, much, much more likely that it was just leaked. I mean, look at the amount of fucking intel. Look at this right here. What is happening right here? This is intelligence that's been leaked. No, everything that they've been fucking reporting about Russia, Trump collusion. It's all been leaked intelligence from our own intelligence agencies to the corporate fucking press, right? Why is that one thing just so unbelievable that an insider leaked it at the DNC? So much easier than imagining some fucking hacking thing that you know that they that they pulled it i don't know i just i really have my doubts in part because those efforts were aimed at helping tilt the election in mr trump's favor his handling of issues regard related to russia and putin has become under particular scrutiny uh this was under scrutiny before i mean fucking day one right it was not like right that's a lie that's a bold-faced lie it was not because of this, uh, because of those efforts, well, first of all, right, those efforts were aimed at helping tilt the election. Uh, so that's that's assuming that Russia did all this stuff that they claim, and they did it on Trump's behalf. And now they're saying because of that, which I don't, you know, believe, or if if they did, I'm not saying they didn't try anything or whatever, but I don't think they had a material effect on the outcome of that election. His handling of the issues related to Russia and Mr. Putin have come under particular scrutiny. Right. But from day one, from day negative one, he was already under the scrutiny. So that's just untrue. This is not true. He was under scrutiny, you know, before that, before he was even elected. It was just like Vladimir Putin's puppet and all this blah, 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 blah. The special counsel investigation found that Trump campaign welcomed Russia's intervention and expected to benefit from it, but found insufficient evidence to establish to establish that these associates had engaged in any criminal conspiracy with uh, Moscow. So that's just a total lie. Um, 
Oh, I mean, I'm not even going to get in. I'd have to go back and dig through all that that shit, which I don't know could be interesting. I guess now it's over. I I'm I'm kind of interested in um going over the like Obamagate, the more recent, like now that like the tables have turned and Trump's starting to go after all these people for lying about all this shit. Um, right? I mean, remember, right? They they made up all this shit. And then they started doing like they they basically went to the FISA courts and lied to get uh, to spy on the Trump campaign. I mean, they were spying. They were doing this before he was in office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, operations involving unit 29155 tend to be much more violent than those involving the cyber units its officers often decorated military veterans with years of service in some cases dating to the soviet union's failed war in afghanistan in the 80s never before has the unit been accused of orchestrating attacks on western soldiers but officials briefed on its operations say it has been active in afghanistan for many years again just whatever just completely uncorroborated just nonsense like what, what are you supposed to do with that Though Russia declared Taliban a terrorist organization in 2003, relations between them have been warming in recent years. Taliban officials have been traveled, have traveled to Moscow for peace talks with other prominent Afghans, including the former president, Hamid Karzai. The talks have excluded representatives from the current Afghan government, as well as anyone from the United States. And at times, they have seemed to work at crosscuts with the American efforts to bring an end to the, the conflict. to the again i you know i don't know why why they want to not have the end and they like the taliban but okay the disclosure comes at a time when mr trump has said he would invite mr putin to an expanded meeting of the group of seven nations but tensions between american and russian militaries are running high but are they or are you guys just making shit up and saying they are some they link to some other New York Times article I mean they're they're like referencing like a fucking Russian plane flew near in this article they link to like flew near dangerously close to a navy a, a US navy plane I'm sure it actually didn't violate any airspace stuff, but like that's the all oh, the tensions are running high. So fucking stupid, man. Like, you know, like who fucking cares, man. Just like stop going to war. And stop, stop pushing for it. Like how I just don't understand how why? Like why do people keep buying into this? Like what what is it? What is it? Like why like it's so easy to get people torqued up, you know? So easy to get, you know, hey, it's fucking fight Russia. Who cares? They have fucking like thousands of nuclear weapons, right? We gotta, you know, we gotta, we, we gotta fucking puff our chest out. In several recent episodes in international territory and airspace, uh, from off the coast of Alaska to the Black and Mediterranean Seas, comet planes from each country have scrambled to intercept military, military aircraft from other. Uh, hey, let's just read who these people are. So, a person named Majib 
Marshall contributed reporting from Kabul, Afghanistan. Charlie Savage is a Washington-based national security and legal policy correspondent. Charlie Savage. Oh, fuck yourself. A recipient of the Pulitzer Prize. He's worked uh, the Boston Globe. There's a link to his Twitter account. Power Wars. The Relentless Rise of Presidential Authority and Secrecy. That's this guy's book. Yeah, he's just tweeting all this stuff. NBC News confirms. Do they? This is just like somebody saying. We'll see, because we had a whole lot of confirmation of the Steele dossier, didn't we? Didn't we? I mean, don't question this guy's uh, right. Like, like you can't. I mean, this guy clearly is anti-Trump. Like, they're going, you know, fucking bending over backwards to make you believe that, you know, Trump is like secretly you know, a puppet of Putin or Yo's Putin or whatever. Yes, Putin got him elected. I mean, that's what they're saying, right? They're saying Putin got him elected and now he's, you know, his lapdog for, you know, for some reason, I guess maybe because Putin can either help get him elected next time or not. I don't, I'm not totally sure how that mechanism works, but, but never you mind that uh fucking guy charlie savage is like just a straight up democrat 100% opposed to donald trump writing books against donald trump you know uh it's hard to find i mean he's obviously like doing everything he can to uh Anyway, I'm sure you go through this guy's history and the dude's never got one nice, you know, one like uh, a second current DOG festival will testify that antitrust division was used to per- pursue politically motivated investigations to harass the cannabis industry because Barr didn't like it and to pursue a baseless probe of California's emission pact with automakers after Trump attacked it. Anyway. Yeah, so, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that Charlie Savage, the, you know, the main writer of this article, the person, uh, you know, cannot fucking stand Donald Trump. It's totally opposed. But the fact that, like, they made up this whole thing that Trump wouldn't be elected, you know, without, without Russia... Without those hundred thousand dollars that uh, some fucking company spent on Facebook ads, half of which went to Bernie Sanders' uh, support, uh, it wasn't for him. You know that that like left over fifty k that swung the election. Um, 
But these guys who were just like avowed anti-Trumpists, we're, we're supposed to ignore that. We're supposed to ignore that. I want to find him. Good here. The other one was like he had a chef's kiss uh, on some quote that apparently they said was uh, some bad thing that Trump said. Yeah, anyway. Um, it's all this COVID stuff. This guy, Eric Schmidt, is very, you know, uh, big COVID um, propagandist. And what else do we have here? Michael Schwartz. Again, a bunch of COVID stuff. Germany, Australia, and Turkey have condemned the tax on the press in the United States. Reporters Without Borders said the frequency and the intensity of U.S. tax were shocking. Um, I wonder, like... I wonder how many times you find Trump in these motherfuckers' tweets. They're so fucking, like, obsessed. Uh, yeah. And Schmidt was a writer in the other article that they referenced. So, you know, it's all... I mean, so you got... So you understand that, like, the authors have a fucking agenda, you know, that's literally, you know true that's like actually definitely true like it's totally verifiable you just look at what they tweet and look at what they write and you say okay yeah yeah right i'm not saying you can't i think it's unrealistic to think that a person is not going to have like some uh you know alignment with with some politician or or, or like you know distaste for them but you know the like then that but then to like constantly like point that out about trump is just it's sort of silly uh anyway you know my goal wasn't to uh only talk about that but it really really was a big deal to me uh like i said i have 16 other well 16 topics one that i would like to do in a future episode is um eric july brought up this uh if you don't know Eric July, you should definitely follow him. Uh, he brought up uh, about the, he was basically saying, you know, explaining like why he's like not aligned with the Black Lives Matter, you know, organization or whatever. And um, he was just like, you know, they're, they're Marxist. And yeah, and, you know, I agree. And, you know, and that's, I mean, even if, uh, like, even before that I would be able to, like, say with, like, some certainty about, the, the like, them being Marxist, I certainly, like, don't really agree with the solutions that they're putting out there and everything. And, you know, so for me, that's kind of uh, where I, I draw the line. I, I agree that, like, black people have been, you know, like I said, you know, they, they're getting the shit end of the stick in the United States for a long time, whether it's by the, you know, 
violence from the police or all, you know, drug war or whatever. It's, you know, it's a lot of different things, but you know, I, I'm, I'm definitely like sympathetic to that, but black lives matter, the organization, I'm not going to donate a penny to them and I'm not going to like, you know, post any of their shit or, you know, wear any of their stuff or, you know, any of the, just nothing, none of their symbolism, nothing, because I think that they are, they're like communists at, at their core. And Eric July showed an interview with one of the founders where they, she was questioned about, and it was actually the person was saying that like one of the attacks on the BLM organization is that it doesn't have like an ideological foundation or whatever, something like that. And her response was that she is a trained Marxist. I mean, so there, there you go. I mean, like, I mean, this is the, from the horse's mouth. So, you know, um, like I can't get down with that. Like, I think racism bad, but like, I, I ain't, I don't think like becoming a communist country is how you fix that. Um, so that, that was something, but I wanted to actually like play the video and stuff. I don't know if we'll be able to get back to it, but if you look up Eric July, he does a bunch of videos, but you can find it on YouTube, uh, where he talks about that. Um, Yo, there was a vote in the House where they, they voted to make Washington, D.C. a state. How about that? What the fuck? I mean, how the fuck does that... How does that happen out of nowhere? I mean, was it, is this something I just, like, wasn't paying attention to that... Had just been in the works for years and years. They want to make 51 states. I mean, this seems like a really, 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 really big deal. And I forget the whole ins and outs of why this is happening right now. Um, but apparently the Senate, so the, apparently this is like straight up past the house, but the Senate isn't even going to, uh, like bring it to the floor at all, I think. So, uh, as far as I know, Washington DC is not going to be a state, um, anytime soon. Uh, that was, that was interesting. Um, some of these are more like thoughts I had, I guess, out of this 16, I saw something about Arizona being at 85% capacity and uh, I can, um, I put a link there, but if you look at the article or, or you can look at like the, I think at that time they're saying COVID-19 occupied, patients occupied 28% of the hospital beds that were available in Arizona. So... I guess what they're saying is that, you know, there was another, whatever, seven or six, 57% of the hospital beds are taken by other stuff. Um, because, you know, 57 plus 28 would get you 85. So, you know, their fear is that they're, they're about to go over. Um, and, maybe you know but you would have to you'd still have to have a pretty big jump in the um covid numbers to get there uh so you know i don't really know currently hospitalized yeah i mean you know you're it's what oh no i'm sorry i think i'm looking at the wrong site oh boy i don't know how i got back to that 
Um, yeah, I'm not. Testing hospitalization. Yeah, here we go. Search by state. Uh, right. So the last data point is 2,691 beds out of a total 8,903 are occupied by COVID. And I think when I did this, uh, a couple days ago, there's 2,400. So, maybe another 200 beds have been taken up. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you need a, you need like a, a couple thousand, I think, to, I don't know, a thousand or so. But anyway, sorry for that. That was a, a little bit, I'm sure it was very boring. To see me look around on a website. Uh, <clears throat> long and short is, I don't really know, and I'm sure they're not explaining it, but it's what it is. Uh, something, you know, uh, let's see here. Okay. One, two. So, I would say across the United States, that's the three-day, that. um, the rolling, like, seven-day average is still going down, but you had a couple, so like I said, um, this is COVID-19 for the week, right? So, it's down... Deaths are down this week versus last week a little bit. So I'm not, you know, we'll see. Like, I think the thing is, is like, I think that like these spikes and stuff in Texas and whatever the case counts, like, even if to some extent they're real, it's going to be. I mean, you're going to have to have a pretty colossal situation to get back to where we were. Um, you know, at the height of this, was you know, right now we're averaging in this, you know, right now the current seven-day moving average is 596 deaths a day. You know, versus the high was 2,000. 236 so you know we're not we're nowhere near there but you know at some other point we we're this is the lowest we've been a seven day moving average since march 30th so uh march 31st we were at 606 so we've we're now below where we were on march 31st and you know that just happened yesterday yesterday we got below the day before we were above so you know, now the increase was much faster, but you know, you got New York in there. I mean, New York is a humongous outlier in this, uh, in this situation. And then to some extent, you know, like Jersey, I think maybe Connecticut and stuff as well. 
Um, but you know, I mean, the New York, New York metropolis certainly spreads into the state of New Jersey. So, uh, I mean, there's no way you would have some virus outbreak that wouldn't, you know, that was in New York city that didn't get into like Jersey city and then, you know, beyond that or whatever. So, um, not surprised that you had it there, but the amount of deaths, you know, that you had in, um, in nursing homes, Uh, I was trying to think. So I, I wanted to, okay. In the U S in 2015, there were 1.3 million residents in nursing homes. Uh, let's say around half of the deaths in the United States were in nursing homes. Let's just say 60,000. So about 5% of the nursing home population in the United States died from coronavirus. Five out of every hundred. Um, bang up job there, guys. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I think like, you know, as long as like, you know, I, I mean, maybe we'll get a lockdown. A lockdown could be the worst thing that could possibly fucking happen again. Again, because what are they still not saying? They're still not focusing on old people in nursing homes, you know. And let's just hope that the nursing homes are using their own agency to protect themselves and their residents. And they really, really, really have to stay locked down. It's a different ball game for them. For people, I mean, especially once you hit like 80, I mean, the, the virus is very deadly. It's not, it's not the flu for them. I mean, the flu is pretty deadly, I think, when you're over 80 as well. But this is really deadly. And and outside of that, like, look, man, like, these case numbers are going to look bad. You know, they've been spiking. I mean, th we've been, uh, we've been on a rise. I would say, if you look at the daily new cases... Um, since about the middle of June is when things started to climb. So middle of June and deaths are still in the decline. I'm not saying they can't turn up, you know, was it because like the bait, because like now we're getting out and we're, you know, who I'm, I'm saying just the red, the path to herd immunity is the path to herd immunity. Like there's no, that, that number is like, it's, it's a number of people. Like you can't get, like, let's say you need. 25% of the population with antibodies or 50%. I mean, there's no other way to get there besides 25 or 50% of the people coming in contact with the virus and either becoming sick or having their body fight it off, but either way they get the antibodies. And the goal should be that this is done in a population of mostly healthy people and people that are high risk and people you know, that are over the age of 65, and especially it gets more and more serious to go up, you know, they stay locked down for a, a period of time where you see the transmission start to drop off and you see all the cases and the hospitalizations go down, you know, and once it's there, then like you're good to go. But you got to, you know, that's the way that you got to get there. And that's going to look like until we hit herd immunity, and I don't know what is, is the per 
need it for her. This is the Mayo Clinic. What is, how is herd immunity achieved? There are two paths to herd immunity for COVID-19, vaccines and infections. But actually, there's only one because vaccines don't exist. Uh, would be an, the ideal approach, you know, they're saying would be a vaccine, but doesn't actually exist. Natural. I don't think they actually give it. Until a COVID-19... So they have some, they have experts estimate that 70%, this is a Mayo Clinic, but there's no actual reference. So again, right, like I know, right, the Mayo Clinic, I mean, I guess they're like a real thing. But... You gotta get there. You gotta get there. Um... Anyway, I don't know. I mean, claiming like, you know, upwards of 70%. I mean, that's a lot of fucking people <laughs> have to get exposed to it. Uh, and they're saying in recover, but that's not actually true, right? I mean, that's another thing. I mean, there's a problem with the Mayo Clinic article right there. Like, you don't have to recover from it. Your body can just fight it off and you don't actually get infected, but you develop the immunity. It's, I, to me, that's definitely not synonymous with recovering from COVID-19. Like, you, you, you didn't have it. Like, no symptom. You just, your body just fought it off. Anyway, so, um, you know, that's the kind of, like, COVID-19 situation. You're going to hear nonstop, you know, second wave. Everybody, you know, um, another, you know, friends of mine that are... Uh, Sorry, there was motion at my back door. It's a cat. 90% of my alerts, no, I would say 99% of my alerts, my ring alarm system is neighborhood cats cruising around in my yard on my front porch and stuff. Uh, yeah, so anyway, again, right, okay, I, you know, I saw another friend of mine, uh, fellow PhD holder, We did it, America. We flattened the curve. Owning them, lib them libs. And the flat part is, you know, uh, some part where the cases are, I don't know, we get up to like this. It's just like looking at a graph and saying, oh, this part is flat, even though like now we're back up to the maximum in cases again. Um, but, you know, again, it's like, bro, man, you did a fucking PhD in physics. Like, you got no fucking excuse. Like, explain to me your position. Like, you know, walk me through it. What is it? Sit around and wait for a vaccine? 
When's that coming? Nobody has any idea. So, like, how is that your solution? And otherwise, like, what do you think is going to happen? If we stay locked down, look at the fucking spike that happened. Look at 100,000 people died during the lockdown. Like, what? why? Like, what? Why is that going to work? Like, it clearly di it didn't work. 100,000 people died, you know? Like, what? Like you and and I mean yeah we uh will say for sure we don't know how long these antibodies last. I feel like there's a very little chance that you don't develop an immunity to this thing because again, what would a vaccine work? Like I don't understand. Like uh, maybe I just don't understand how vaccines work. But if you if having the immunity, having the antibodies, I mean right, that's the other path to herd immunity. Right, the vaccine gets you the antibodies. But if the antibodies don't work then what the fuck is the vaccine going to do? I mean, this is it. This is the plague that ends humanity. If her, I mean, if the antibodies don't work, then herd immunity doesn't work. And why the fuck would we take a vaccine anywhere? But they never fucking say that when they're talking about a vaccine. It's only when they're talking about achieving herd immunity in a natural way. When it comes to vaccine, they never, ever, ever, ever mention the possibility that, hey, you know what? You could get a vaccine. You could get the antibodies. And actually, oh, you just get infected anyway. Because who knows? I mean, we don't actually know 100% for sure that this doesn't happen. And even though this is a coronavirus where you do develop this immunity, uh, we're just going to like always throw out that fear that, man, eh, you know, it might not work. Herd immunity might not work this time. This could be the fucking, you know. They don't care that it also kills the argument for a vaccine and basically means we have to figure out how to live in fucking bubbles for the rest of humanity until this virus mutates for some reason into a way that kills itself. Like, oh yeah, Adam's idea that we just basically all stay 100% isolated. Like, you can't get Instacart. That doesn't matter. You get Instacart. If everybody keeps getting Instacart, we're going to keep spreading COVID-19 around, okay? Like, get that in your head. The lockdown happened and 100,000 people died. The virus still will be spread. It won't somehow stop spreading magically until herd immunity. It's it. There's no other way out. I don't care if you're locked down or not. You're locked down. It's just going to take like 10 times longer to get there or two times longer or some amount of time longer to get there. And during that time, we could sink this fucking world into a depression worldwide. And the same number of people will die. And as you extend it, when you really look at it, because the, the real fear is that this gets into nursing homes. So the longer you extend the time to herd immunity, the more of a probability this fucking thing is getting into a nursing home, you know, whereas you lock them down, you let them protect themselves hard and you just let the populace get to herd immunity as fast as it will just through regular interactions and then we're good so anyway that's where we're at there's probably going to be a second lockdown of some sort 
I don't know how they're going to address the fact that this isn't happening in like all different states. Um, but we'll see. There's, a, you know, a increase in cases in Georgia, not an increase in deaths. Again, and, and so the world ometer is great, except that it doesn't actually show like um, the hospitalization stuff. And I know Adam did give me another thing with that, but Texas, again, big increase in cases, though today is the 28th. So this isn't done yet, but it dropped today a lot. Uh, no, no increase in deaths yet. Again, we, you know, I would expect deaths to lag. Right, that you you a bunch of people are getting infected and then people will die, so you know that at least small piece of this does hold water to me. It's not it's not done yet. Now we didn't see like these cases today are not from the Memorial Day weekend and you know week following George Floyd riots, but I guess you could imagine that. They were not enough to create the spike, but then they sort of spread it. And then, you know, it took like another, you know, another uh, doubling spreading or something to, to, to make that happen. You know, and then you have New York, right? I mean, this is this is probably the most promising thing is that New York is reporting so few cases and so few deaths like that kind of makes me again. How is that happening? Because, okay, there were 811 cases yesterday. The last time they were, so they had 742 cases on March 17th. And then they had 1,342, 2,341. 3,000, then they had a random drop to 1993, 5,000, you know, five, six, seven. I mean, this is like day to day. It's almost going up by 1,000. They finally peaked at 11,000, went down at another peak, 11,000, right? All that crazy increase was during the lockdown, right? They're at a higher number of cases than when they were at the lockdown. So what is the theory that explains why another explosion happened or why it's going down? I mean, there's just, the circumstances are the same. The cases are higher than like what I would point to is like, Pretty, pretty key day in the start of this. That was the first, you know, before that you had, they're barely even registering. The first, the first day I can find registers, 93 cases. So that was on the 13th, 93, 107, 212, 235, then 742, like tripled. Uh, and we're higher than that triple day right now. So... Why is it going down? Clearly, the lockdown does not stop the transmission, right? Like, you had insane transmission going. It went from, you know, 
What we said 212 cases on May 16th, you know, to 11,000 cases a day in uh, about a month. Deaths followed a very similar pattern. Uh, you know, went from on the went from six deaths on the 17th to 999 deaths on April 9th, less than a month later. What happened? Why did they start going down? Why would they start going down? I I mean, they're saying 70%, and maybe that's what they hit. Maybe fucking New York is like 70% of people with antibodies. Uh, I, we'll have to ask Adam when he's on. And by yeah, that's right. Adam couldn't come on today. Uh, he's, I think, on vacation. I'd say it'll try to do it this week, though, hopefully. If not, we'll do it on the weekend. Um, yeah, so there's no reason for this unless they got the herd immunity. I mean, they had some random spike of 752 deaths in one day. I remember that. And then another day with 41. I remember really questioning. I was like, wait a second. This feels like this thing's over. And this was right when like Georgia was about to open all of a sudden, like had one of their worst days ever. Just like, what? Like, how? I mean, how do you have suddenly have like quadruple the deaths and, or triple the deaths and you're, you're like so blindsided. You don't even have an explanation for it. Like, I mean, clearly these people had fucking COVID-19 the day before, and it was probably pretty bad. Them suddenly all die, you know, 500 more people die. Uh, so fucking suspicious, isn't it? Right. I mean, how are they not at herd immunity? You know, like what other reason? Why, you know, tell me any other reason that the 800 cases today are not going to turn into 11,000 cases a day in three weeks like it did earlier when there were 700 some cases that exploded to 11,000 in three weeks and that the deaths went from six to a thousand a day in less than three weeks in New York City. Why wouldn't that happen today? There's 32 deaths today. There's more. There's more deaths. The last day, so the last time it was like in the beginning, they had 33 deaths on March 20th. And then by April 9th, that's like more, you know, three weeks, little less, even less than three weeks. They went from where they're at today to a thousand deaths a day. Why, why wouldn't they have an out during the lockdown, during the lockdown, they did that. Now, maybe I don't remember exactly what day, uh, God damn it. Uh, well, maybe they, maybe they late waited, let's say the 20th. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's literally the day. They had 33 deaths. 
And they're more open today. I know that for a fact they're more open today than they are then. So how the fuck is it not spreading everywhere? I that's a question. I'm gonna bring that up. Let's let's uh let's start to wrap wrap up here then. Let me just look through if there's anything else. Uh so yeah, I think we had all the main, main stuff on my list. Uh oh, the boogaloo. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's say one thing. So a homeless Hispanic guy named Stephen Lo- Lopez was repeatedly kicked out of the Jefferson Square Park in Louisville, came back with a gun and shot a bunch of people yesterday, killing one person. And on Twitter, they're labeling this guy as a white supremacist. And people are like, yo, he's like a homeless dude. And they're like, oh, you don't think homeless people can be a white supremacist? And it's like, well, I mean, you know, but, I mean, what leverage is there? Like. He's the lowest of the low. Like, what leverage has he got? Like, you can't, you can't possibly say that. Like, you're extending the hardships of a black person to even go as far as to say, like, Barack Obama has it worse than Stephen Lopez. Not to mention the fact that this guy's Hispanic. I mean, this dude's a person of color. And then somebody's like, "Oh, you don't think Hispanic people can be white supremacists?" Just like a bananas Twitter thread uh, about this, but. So a, a homeless Hispanic white supremacist named Stephen Lopez uh, opened fire on Jefferson Square Park. Now, it wouldn't be because they kept kicking him out of the place where he fucking slept for whatever. He's homeless, right? So they just, again, like the Chaz people, right? They just, eh, fuck you. You know, we're, this is our, our, our land now. So this guy, you know, he didn't like people on his land. I mean, that seems much more reasonable that, you know, he would get super pissed off. Not where homeless dude gets a gun, but you know, whatever. He just came up on one. I don't know who this guy is, but anyway, so you hear that around and that, and you know, I mean, as, as much and as dumb as like, you can, you can paint the like, you know, just like dumb, fat Southern piece of shit, like Republican redneck. I mean, the people that jump to saying like, oh, a white supremacist shot up, you know, this thing. It's just, I mean, so insanely stupid. It's just, you know, it's just mindless. And the other thing uh, is is the boogaloo. People are talking about like they're a boogaloo. Like even the way they're using it, like, doesn't make sense. Like it's, uh, I mean, it, it was a meme that was like referencing uh, break into electric boogaloo. And uh, I used to use this reference all the time on stuff. When you do part two of something, you say, oh, part two, electric boogaloo, or whatever. And um, people made a meme out of this about Civil War Two, the boogaloo, electric boogaloo, right? So it's just like a joke, kind of whatever. And it became like a shorthand, I guess, for, you know, whatever. But I mean... I feel like I run in these circles enough and certainly online. Um, I mean, me and my friends have been fucking worried about like end of day shit and it comes and goes, you know, you buy, you get all freaked out and you buy like survival gear and then you're just like, oh fuck man. Like I just, you know, got to keep working and whatever. Nothing ever happens and whatever. Um, like I have little, um, I have no no actual contact with anybody that 
seriously considers themselves like I, I don't even know like the correct way to say it like a boogaloo supporter or like uh you know i don't i don't know what it is and then they were saying oh they wear hawaiian shirts and now suddenly like wearing a hawaiian shirt is become like a white supremacist and then of course you know you're white supremacist or whatever but anyway so uh i think that you know i think this is just like the left's like like fucking just uh you know completely flaccid response to you know um all the bad press that antifa brings on them you know like like it's as if this is the the balance to antifa is like oh well, yeah but then the you know the right has this the boogaloo people um except the boogaloo is a meme it's not real uh there's not like actual there's no there's i mean it's not even there's not even a philosophy or whatever it's literally a joke about a second world world war and using the subtitle electric boogaloo because it rhymes with two um i don't think anybody would actually call the civil war civil war two but i don't know maybe the second civil war it seems by a more um appropriate naming convention uh but yeah and so but whereas antifa i mean there's very clear uh history of what they are their philosophy i mean they claim to be like not a group and it's funny because you see the media like parroting that like oh we're not you're not an organization you know whatever whereas i follow the rose city antifa page um so like you know rose city like a portland thing so i mean they have some sort i i promise you there's no rose city uh boogaloo you know you'd probably go to prison or whatever i mean like yeah i mean here rose city antifa Just facebook page i follow some of the dumbest fucking idiots welcome to the rose city antifa facebook page since we are an anti-fascist organ organization there are a few security concerns we like to address up front and some things we'd like people to bear in mind while on this page facebook has become deeply entwined in people's personal and political lives but it's not a secure means of communicating by any means private messages here are recorded tied to your personal devices and could be subpoenaed at any time additionally the technical issues with checking messages here to keep things as secure as we can on our end make it so we cannot get back to people in a timely manner here as we are able to via email this is 20 some thousand likes do email us if you have important information for us we prefer if you contact us at fight them back at riseup.net we have a pgb code available on our website rosecityantifa.org we'd like to send us an encrypted message we also have voicemail as well as which is great for depositing tips but email is better if you want to have a two-way conversation anything posted on our public wall be regarded as being seen by both insurgent fascists and law enforcement i guess that's everybody you're either antifa or you're a fascist or law enforcement what about like the whole like that's it that's there's three groups in the whole world and somehow law enforcement is not part of insurgent 
fascists. At this stage, many very poorly researched doxes have been released by the far right. They are mainly just Facebook profiles that are lifted from Antifa pages for simply liking or commenting on posts. While you may not be an active Antifa, our enemies will not distinguish and you could become a target. If you're using your real name, your personal uh, job, blah, 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 fascists will not hesitate to target children in photos as well. In general, it's never a bad idea to tighten security on your account. Like, I love how, like, the boogeyman, like, like fascists, like, every single person listening to this podcast right now is deemed a fascist by these people. And cute, like, they will not, you will not hesitate to target children, uh, you know, and, 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 like, dox them or whatever, try and ruin their, this child's life. That's, this is what this group thinks or the leaders of this group or whatever, whoever's fucking maintaining this page. And it's just that simple, you know, that it's such like an extreme form of the like Disney, Disney, uh, Disneyfication of, of the world that there's just like the goodies and the baddies, you know, and friends, you're all the bad. <laughs> I mean, you go after kids, you fucking white supremacist fascist fucks do not post live links to fascist websites facebook pages or facebook events on our site please either take a screenshot or email us the link do not discuss criminal activity or make any action plans on the facebook wall you should never make plans with a stranger on facebook to do this work but you should make criminal plans even trying to sort out ride shares or similar is there you know, some safe on here undoubtedly enemies will fish around with posts of that nature so be wary thanks for everybody these guidelines and we are glad you're interested in fighting fascism in the portland area and beyond be smart and smash the fash so anyway but this group right they'll always talk about um Look, they share a noose found in Bubba Wallace's thing. But will they ever post that the noose uh, Trump attacks anti-fascist was silent on Boogaloo and far-right groups engaged in deadly virus or violence? Boogaloo, again, right? So this is even Antifa, uh, right? There's them themselves. But remember, they're not actually a group and they have no organization. That's what they always try to say. Like, why are you... You targeting us? We're not even like a group. It's just a philosophy. But I mean, what like at what point can does it not matter if you say you're a group to where you you're just you are an actual organized group? I mean, you got a website, Facebook page. I can call you. You can organize activities like, you know, obviously criminal stuff or whatever. Like you, you, you I, you know. You may you you identify as being like active Antifa. You talk about organizing right here, making action plans. I mean, I like I, I just don't understand. It's it's well, it's it's just wrong. I mean, they're an, they're an organization. I mean, what are you what are you gonna do? Like, it is what it is, man. It walks walks like a duck, talks like a duck. You know, it's a fucking duck, man. Um, Anyway, so that's that. 
Antifa is super cool. And, you know, I'll give you one cautionary thing, and, I, and I'll, I'll part with this that I heard yesterday. I was listening to Stephen Molyneux, Stefan Molyneux, uh, a known white supremacist, and, uh, you know, just getting me all torqued up for doing some crazy, crazy racist stuff. Uh, but he was talking about um, sort of the kind of like how the, how the Nazis rose up. And now, pro- previously, I was kind of been more afraid of like, oh, are we going to wind up, you know, is this like the maybe something more like the uh, China's cultural revolution and some calling of all the non-communists and... You know, and maybe for the first time really in my life that I really think like, shit, you know, like life in this country might be like significantly different. And and there may, like, I may actually be confronted with like either stand up for, um, you know, my beliefs or, or die or be in prison, like that type of thing, whereas up till now i've been able to do a podcast and say what i want and vote you know basically how i want um without too much you know fear of repercussions or anything like that uh, but i feel like shit you know this this shit could end it could turn quick and um and mullen you said and, and i'm not like super you know well informed about this time and also probably also gonna like bastardize a bit of what he said but i feel like in a real base uh basic level like i i kind of get what he's you know what he's sort of saying and he's saying that like you know like the communists like there was basically like two socialist parties that were um you know at odds i guess in germany during that time and it was the you know the international socialists which would be the marxists that's uh, you know communists whatever that would be like aligned with russia or china or whatever and then the national socialists the nazis right um and i guess like he was saying that like the communists kind of like got more um more and more power or popularity or something like that and there was this sort of backlash because you know i mean russia certainly seemed you know like awful place to live and i'm sure people just didn't want that reality you know i, I just can't imagine like a regular person wanting to live in in like you know china or russia um you know, under those like, you know, really, really brutal regimes. And, um, you know, people don't want that. And they basically like, you know, kind of rushed over to the people that were like standing up and fighting them. And, you know, I've been kind of afraid of the Marxist takeover, but what if, what if like, and, you know, I've said it a lot before, like, I don't know that I don't really buy that this is all, Black Lives Matter and all this shit that's been going on is some grassroots thing. I think it's very tactically driven by people with a lot of money and power. Um, it could be the same people that are, are, you know, entrenched in the in the current establishment and are just seeking to like ratchet up even more power and control uh, and a stronger grip on what they already have. Um, maybe get a little bit more, but what if it's not just what it you know is on the surface the thing that that like we all kind of a naturally reaction 
naturally reacting to is like this sort of rise of Marxism, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I said, I was in the cold war and I mean, after the fall of the you know, Soviet Union, I mean, Russia was like, you know, whatever. I wasn't worried about communism. I never, never had this fear that somehow like China's communism is going to spread here. It seemed quite the opposite. It seemed like they were liberalizing and, you know, becoming more, a little bit more free. Now, I don't know if things have stalled or whatever, but uh, it's certainly not great. But I, I believe that it's better than it was. And, um, you know, so it seems like if anything, the influence was going that way. And then to all of a sudden have this like rise up here now where, you know, we have communists and people just coming out, you know, I mean, AOC, I'm sure, you know, she's like probably got all over, you know, on the record, uh, you know, aligning with, with Marx's ideas and, you know, all this stuff or whatever. But I mean, it's coming really close and, and the shit doesn't look good, you know, like, and it looks like a violent group as well. You know, one that will destroy and take property. And that is also what they'll tell you they'll do. Like, they don't have any problems with just seizing property. That's not, a, you know, in opposition to, like, a Marxist philosophy. It's totally fine to do that. So, to regular people, like, that's pretty scary. And if there is, like, a armed alt-right, that is willing to stand up and will start fighting them. I think that that's going to look attractive to a lot of people versus the other alternative. Because again, probably going to be most of the propaganda they get is going to be pitting these two, you know, it's always pitting two options. They don't give the American people a lot of options. And I just wonder what it looks like, you know, maybe this like alt-right thing comes and who knows, man? I mean, I, you know, I don't think there's a lot of like legit Nazis and shit. Um, but I don't know. I don't think there were like a whole shitload of people that actually wanted to fucking execute six million Jews either in in, in Germany. But people just kind of went along with it. And the fanatics that were like leading the, you know, the charge, they you know, the rest of the people just kind of like got on board and I guess just looked the other way or whatever. Um, so who knows? I mean, as much as, uh, like, I think that I, the alt-right stuff is like blown out of proportion and I align with them for the most part more aside from like some of them that hold, you know, these racist, like, you know, fucking weird, like Nazi anti-Jew stuff. But like I said, I, I don't think that's like a, large group um but yeah i don't know it would be it could be pretty weird uh but who knows maybe i mean i don't know that's uh that's like a pretty wild prediction but um could be the reaction that's coming you know i mean they could right i'm saying like the boogaloo thing is like a meme but they could fucking like just the 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 sort of like militant marxist left could just get so wild that they basically like bring this boogaloo into into reality as just like the natural reaction of the alt-right just like fuck this you know fuck you guys you're not like tearing down all these statues you're not disbanding like law and order 
uh, you know, all, whatever, all these things. And they tend to have more like conservative personal, you know, beliefs. So they're going to look at all these like sexual proclivities and I don't know. Um, but you know what? I mean, that's kind of what you get when you, when you're fucking violent and stuff, you don't know what's going to happen. You know how people are going to respond. You know, you don't really know. You take a swing at somebody who knows, man, like that dude may be like, you know, fucking golden gloves boxer and just lay you out. And, uh, and you're going to be way worse off than if you just like shut the fuck up or had a reasonable conversation with him and, you know, maybe asked him to move over or something or whatever you felt this person was doing to you, you know, um, when you start getting crazy, you know, people respond crazy. So anyway, this is a fucking mega episode. Uh, so I'm going to leave it there and, uh, episode 50 wrapping up. It's been cool so far. So I've been doing it for more than two years and, uh, I'm glad that, you know, I think getting Adam has made things, you know, been, been added a nice little bit of juice. You know, I think it keeps me from going on like this type of episode where I just rant and rave. Is this pushing three hours? Mama Mia. <laughs> so... If you somehow have made it to here, God bless you. I love you. And um, we'll see if we can get Adam uh, to go over some of this stuff uh, this week. And, uh, you know, we'll be back soon. Episode 51. Into the new, uh, the new era. Heading towards next stop, episode 100. All right. Peace, everybody.